Some people age like a fine wine. However, I age like milk. I got sour and chunky. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is semi-skimmed modern escapism. Welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, the screech from Saved by the Bell of podcast hosts. <laughs> and today I am joined by the star of Tiptoes in the role of a lifetime. It's Stig. Hello. Like a PlayStation memory card in irrelevance and irreverence, it's Gadget. Hello. And the bad boy of Beta Max himself, it's Biggie. <laughs> Hello. It is officially the boy zone. So apologise to Candy Stans, but unfortunately she's unwell and can't be with us today. But you might hear from her later. Who so. just got back today? <laughs> the boys are back in town. So no girls allowed. <laughs> let's just start with the the whole corporate stuff that we do at the beginning of every show. Stig, take it away. Yeah. So if you would like to hear more of what we do, you can sign up. Uh, for our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash modern escapism. On there, you'll find the three, t- three tiers that we do. First up, it's modern escapees, £5 a month. That'll get you an extended edition of this episode every week, as well as at least one monthly special and any other specials we decide to do. If you are into D&D actual player podcasts, we do one called Do Dragon's Dream of Scott Sheep. The Scott Sheep tier, £5 a month, will get you ad-free early access to the podcast, as well as any artwork, character sheets, uh, original songs, and anything that we put together for the campaign. And you also have the option to send in NPC names and items for Gadget to use. And if you're feeling flush, the Biggie Bundle, £7.50 a month, that will get you everything. More than four pints of milk. (laughs) Yeah. It's the best bundle on the internet, officially. But I might, you know, I might, I, do you know what? I think I'm just going to record like a standard thing for Gadget to put in there. So much easier. Do it. <laughs> do it. Well, no, but no, 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 but I wouldn't get you such delightful fuck-ups to keep into the edit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you for that, Stig. Let's just crack on, Biggie. The people want to know, what the fluff have you been doing this week? <laughs> Do they? Um, yeah, so there's a few things. Um, been quite a hectic week for me, so I'm going to just mention a couple of things I've been up to. Um, finally got round to, finger on the pulse, the Tiger King. Been watching the... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, just uh, My wife and I slowly just started to watch that. We're not too far in, about two episodes, but yeah. That's uh, entertaining. Um, very strange story. Yeah, Tiger King's one of the things. I, I, people probably agree with me. It's not good, but you have to watch it. Oh yeah, mm. it's awful. It's pure but... car crash. I mean, it's, it's well, it's well edited. It's, it's, it's a good documentary, but it's yeah. not no, everything around the, the, the exotic is awful. Aren't good. <laughs> it yeah. just reminds you just how mad America really is sometimes. Yeah, it reassures you where we live. I think sometimes. <laughs> um, speaking of which. Um, I watched with the daughter, uh, the Iron Giant, oh, the ooh, first time. Amazing. Really still stands out. I mean, it's not that old a film. It, it came out in uh, 99, I think. 20 years ago or something, isn't it? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, it still looks good. Animations great. Um, wonderful, gorgeous backdrops with the animation cell still on top. It, it looks lovely. Miss that kind of art style. Um, but really enjoyed that and uh, great performances all round. Uh, even from Vin Diesel, probably the best movie he has been in. Um, uh, arguably. <laughs> <laughs> so far. It's not Fast Five. It's not. No. But um, <laughs> there's a couple of uh, games I've been playing. Um, slowly getting through The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, mate, yes. Without spoiling it, uh, whereabouts are you and are you loving it? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Um, it is, I mean, I'm, I think there's a lot more to come, obviously, but um, it's bleak at times, um, but it's done very well from where I am. Um, I've got to the bit that is kind of in reference to the giraffe scene in the first movie. Yep. So yep. I'm in that area, if you know where I am. I do. Um, yeah, really good. I really like that. I thought that was brilliant. Really nice uh, little uh, interlude, should we call it? Yeah. Um, and then just coming out from the other side of that. Um, but thanks to, um, I'm going to try and find the guy's name, actually. Um, I saw something on Twitter yesterday that inspired me to reinstall um, a game yesterday. Oh. And it's Battlefield 4. Battlefield I, 4, as in I, Battlefield 10 years ago 4? Yeah, I caught a guy called Indiana747, known as Don, on Twitter. And he posted a clip, and obviously just been playing something, showed a really cool clip, and I thought, oh my god, yes, I love that game, I miss it. And uh, just had a little brief chat with him, and he said, you know, why don't you go back and play it, there are people always on there still. So wow. I thought I'd check it out. And yeah, reinstalled it, and uh, just played with randoms, and didn't get a chance to ask any of my mates if they still had it or wanted to put it on, so I just jumped straight into a massive um, conquest section, and still had the moves, baby. I was tanking out tanks with my C4 and just going from base to base and just generally loving a bit of war. It was lovely. Really, really, really cool. Generally loving a bit of war. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon there's people boys still will a bit be of war boys. for a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> do you reckon people are still going to be supporting Battlefield Hardline? No. <laughs> that has sucked. That's got to be the worst one, hasn't it? Really? I mean, again, no, no, Battlefield you, Five was pretty bad in places. Was it? I didn't play Five. I, pl- I played Hardline and Four. Battlefield Hardline w- was like good DLC for Four. It shouldn't have been its own game. Like, yeah, they like, like, completely, the cops completely reused it, didn't they? Yeah, yeah like the, the cops and robbers thing in it was really good. Like, I, I actually really yeah. like playing Hardline when I played it. Yes, um, it just didn't have the lifespan of Four because people no. fell off it so quickly. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, uh, four is great. Uh, you can just, you can cause some righteous chaos in that game. Yeah, and and do you know what? There are people obviously, as I mentioned, still playing it. Um, wow. The easiest thing to do is just go on there if you're interested, find the list of servers, and then just try and find a game that's obviously populated with people that you can fit in. And yeah, I mean, it's it's still interesting that people are still trying to do objectives who may or may not be on headphones or in squads. And I know what to do in that game, so I was running off trying to be supportive. And um, you're hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's great, and and it still looks pretty good. I was playing it on the PS5. Um, yeah, I mean every everything from PS4, well. it it plays well cause just for the loading in, in general on the PS5. It just it's all better. <laughs> it's just so much better. The Battlefield games have had a bit of a shot in the arm because they're on Game Pass now, and with the new consoles, like um, obviously the Xbox consoles, there's loads of people playing them. Yeah. I still remember my favorite thing to do in Battlefield Four, which pissed off the people in ranked mode 
like I got kicked from so many games for doing it, but it was just, you know, you find yourself a nice little Jeep, cover it in C4 and drive it at something. Ah. <laughs> Jump out, detonate it, it's get brilliant. kicked out. Pull that off, it's great. <laughs> for me, that's part of the game. If it's, if it's in there and you can do it, then... Oh yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, the ranked playlists were super sweaty, though. <laughs> you know when people started paying for their own servers and you somehow find yourself in one and then um, you're really good and then they just kick you out because you're better than their players? It just... Yeah. yeah. That was probably the worst part of it. I think we we got kicked out of so many games because we had quite a good squad. Yeah, th- those were also servers I used to go into just to grief people, and not really like not like proper grief, not like unfair grief, just doing the strange shit that I saw on YouTube. Oh, oh, always a big fan of ejecting out of the plane, shooting someone down with a rocket, and getting back in the plane. <laughs> oh, I think I managed it twice, but I it was sh- worth it. every time I did it. it you was just great. like just watch people. Uh, videos of them just sitting in a bush and waiting for someone to take off in the plane and then blowing up. That's it. That's all he yeah. did for yeah. the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> hilarious to watch because you can just hear other people on the mic getting pissed off and they're just blowing C4, you know, blowing it up. Like. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I think that was, um, like Gadget says, for me personally, that was the peak of where they got to. I played one, I played five. They're okay in different ways. But I think one's brilliant. Yeah, one's fantastic. I think the problem five had is that you're going from World War One game to World War Two game. There's not that much difference. Mm. I think like, there's a I few think, new guns th- and things they took away the behemoths, and it was just like I fell off five, like quite so quick. After, to be honest, see, see, for, see, for me, five felt like they were trying to do a bit Call of Duty rather than doing Battlefield. I totally agree with that. Um, like I, I love Battlefield One. Like the uh, was it the Ard- Ardennes um, map, the, the the one where you're in the Actually, in the trenches, in the, in the countryside. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's visceral. It's horrifying to play through that map, and it's so so um, exhausting when you play through it. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, oh, there's one. The, the, there's one in a, in a town in a French town. Amiens. Amiens. That's it. That one's chaos. It's I mean, it's an amazing map. So tight. And like, you know, you get in the tank and you're moving around these um very tight streets and mm. you've got people like running up and like dumping bombs on you and stuff like that. It's so good, so much fun. And yeah, five just five kind of shit the bed with it because the map's got a bit smaller. The they lost a lot of the kind of the pace the battlefield one had and it just tried to be cod. I'm looking yeah. forward to the new one though. Something yeah, a bit so different. I'm, I'm looking forward cautious. to Battlefield Earth. <laughs> no one should be looking forward to Battlefield Earth. <laughs> Unless you're a Scientologist. Are you a secret Scientologist? Well, I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> if, if somebody asked me what they believed in, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I've got a clue. I'm not, I'm not wealthy enough. Just watch enough. the South Park episode on it. That's all yeah, watch the do. South Park. It'll tell you. They won't have me. I'm not wealthy enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can only be part of this religion if you were a millionaire. Mm. Sorry for any Scientologists <laughs> listening, but stupid. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Thank you yeah, for that. For me, dude. Anyway, Biggie, brilliant that, mate. Brilliant. Enjoy that battlefield. And now I've got to find some battlefield for art for the cover art for this podcast. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. I'll um, fax it to you. Thank you. <laughs> Send it me on MSN Messenger, please. <laughs> uh, right, I'm going to move on to me because um, that's just who I am. Um, I have been... Uh, I finished Squid Game, which uh, you wholeheartedly recommended Biggie from uh, John in our Discord that recommended it. And it appears yep. the rest of the world is now watching Squid Game. Um, isn't it's it good? Minute. Isn't it really good? <laughs> it's, um, it's emotional where it needs to be emotional. It's funny yeah. where it needs to be funny as well. 
um, and it's harrowing where it needs to be harrowing. It's just, it's just perfect, and I get why it's Netflix's number one show now, or whatever it was, like biggest hit. It's just uh, a little beauty, isn't it? I think um, John summed it up almost that if you even just watch it for those episodes alone that you mentioned um, that you can't mention, you don't want to ruin it for anyone. Yeah, but it, it's just great. Really, really. Great. As a, as a slice of like human emotion, like from yeah. all the all the spectrum that a human can emote, uh, it's just fucking impeccable. Great show, great show. Ending flopped a little bit, but only like the yes. last ten minutes. Yeah, I can I live do. with I can live with a bad ending in ten minutes as long as it's not a full season. <coughs> Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> so, the cough you've got there. <laughs> Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> I've also finished Death Stranding director's cut. I'm not going to dwell on that much because I've spoken about that ad nauseum. It's incredible. Um, Believe it or not, Gadget, they've added more endings. <laughs> There's already a lot of endings in the original game. Yes, and the the last ending that they added made me cry. I did a little cry. Oh, so how different! I haven't played it at all, so I'm really, I've got it. So I'm really looking forward to playing it. Um, how different have you found? It just the makes versions? the game a lot, a lot easier to play. Um, it's got um, quality of life improvements. Um, it's it's less. The problem with Death Stranding is the trailers made it out to be. Either some kind of obtuse sci-fi game, or, or on the other hand, a delivery service game, which, which it was. also it was. Um, but it's more than that. It's 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 a really really long forty-hour movie. It's now a Mario Kart <laughs> B two, isn't it? There is a Mario Kart mode in it. Well, a, a kart mode in it, and it's shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's not Mario Kart. Yeah, it's fucking terrible, but it's funny. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll not dwell on it. But it's it's better to play with, it and it's it. It's just the fact that like the photo mode's got more additions. Like that game is a game that needs photo mode, and all, it always did have it. But this is just a better version of that. Um, just everything about it's incredible. It's it's a transcendent game, and I think it's a game of last generation that's just been improved massively. But the main thing I want to talk about, and I will try not to spoil anything, is. Something that happened to me this week uh, that really surprised me and made me happy. It's called uh, "What If Ultron Had Won." Uh, so good. Now, so good. If you don't know what this is, "What If" is the MCU cartoon animated show on Disney Plus, which is basically a way of saying um, it's a bit like Treehouse of Horror on Simpsons, like a, a crazy "What If This Happened Instead of This." Blah blah blah. However, this show's got actual ramifications in the in the ma- in the big MCU timeline, which is started. Well, we don't know that yet. We, we we think so. We think so. Yeah. But something happened that my my favorite Robo Boy, Ultron, <laughs> he he got he got um a bad rap on his own film, The Age of Ultron, the two hours of Ultron. He had lips. <sighs> he did have lips. That, that upset me so much. He did have lips. <laughs> Um, Fucking robot! Why would he have lips? Yeah, they did he him wants shite. To be human. They did it. They did him terrible. Well, he in wants that to film. eradicate humans. Yeah, but that's the that's the <sighs> juxtaposition. Is that the right word? Like, he yes, wants, he wants to eradicate humans, but he is a hu- in human form. Yes, <sighs> but they did him well in this. Stig, you've watched it as well. Um, everyone yeah. that's watched this reckons it's one of, if not the best episode of this series. Best one. I yeah, I believe so. Um, Basically, it's like what if Ultron won <laughs> on uh, Age of Ultron or 
basically in his in his task um the trailers show that he finally gets the vision body that he aimed to do on age of ultron and he becomes the fucking omega ultron killing machine that he deserved to be and it's just oh, it was sensational it, it, what is it like 45 minutes something like that? that it's only like half an hour it's it was what an half an hour what they even did really well to like make um black widow and hawkeye likable in this because they're some of my least favorite characters in the mcu and that's a that's a hard push that the, the human humanity of it that that was that was so good in this and just the actual i mean the ramifications with this this show something happened at the end that were just like whoa and it's now sent the internet ablaze with theories again it's just oh god it's just so good i just want people to to catch up <laughs> basically yeah i need to watch loki and yeah. watch these mcu shows cuz like people say no oh, black widow wasn't very good and uh, shang chi's all right these shows are fucking crushing it, man. They're absolutely crushing it. They, they, they are an extension of the MCU. They're, this is not Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. shit. This is not that. <laughs> this is proper MCU quality stuff. Like, you, you, have you all caught, caught up with WandaVision? Yeah. Yep. Good, good. And you need to catch up with Loki. And yeah, you need, done, Loki. You need to maybe watch <laughs> uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Maybe. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. I think I, I still think it's worthwhile watching because it's it, it's it's where the MCU's yeah. going. Yeah, it's so weird things though, in there that have ram- do have ramifications for yeah. the future of of Sam and, and Bucky and, and other people yeah. in that show. Well, everyone so. talks about One Division. Everyone it's not talks as about good. Loki. <laughs> no one talks about the Falcon and Winter. I've just heard literally nothing about. But no it. one's talking about Black Widow either because it's just yeah. one of those. It's, it's a bit like a it's a bit like a a Phase Two Marvel effort really where it's just like they did it really well with um captain america was it supposed to was it supposed to come out after winter soldier or something N- like that? not quite no it, but a lot of people really do love um captain america winter soldier because it's a nice espionage tale and that's what these ones are kind of going for out they're like spies yeah i'll t- I tell you what gadget if you're not interested in watching it maybe just read up on the episodes and watch the yeah. last watch the last episode last episode's really good really good right. yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe just like read up the other the plot where it goes and then watch the last episode and where it goes from there and that'll set you up and you know like but you've got to watch what if some of the episodes have been a bit crap but this episode it just it just it was a proper power fantasy for me someone like I've gone on record Ultron's my favourite baddie in, in Marvel Universe and in the in the books he's just such an incredible presence like Barely beaten, and then I went to watch this film, and it just destroyed me. Like, what? <laughs> Honestly, I, I knew nothing about Ultron. So when watching that film, so a a robot. It was such a nothing know, to you, then, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolute nothing. So, like, oh yeah, fine. They, they beat the robot straight, like within its its film, whatever. This thing made me realize how dirty. Yeah, Joss Whedon did Ultron. He really did. He, he fucked call it, it massively. the Age of Ultron as well. That film is just like it's it's not an age, is it? It takes place over the course of about a week. It's an afternoon. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the, this the afternoon of Ultron. This half an hour on what if is the Age of Ultron? Yeah, the, the new Age of Ultron. It shows how powerfully he yeah he, he is and should have been. Yeah. <laughs> really? So they're still dropping episodes of this what if. And I, I just one more left. One more left. Oh, uh, okay. So that'll be out by the time people hear this. Yeah, binge watching. Yep. 
they're, they're just some of them are really fun, some of them are just stupid and crap. But like like Stig said, it's a half an hour of your time. But yeah, just if you're just gonna watch one, watch this one. Because it's just such mm, No, you need to watch Doctor Strange one. Oh yeah, you do, yeah, of course you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just really well animated. It's it's well acted, the voice acting's great. It's not um what's his name that's doing his voice, is it? Um James No, no, no. It's, it's not it's, him, is it? No, there's a the, 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 there's a mixture of actual MCU actors recording, and yeah. then just put other voice actors. And I kind of them prefer this voice. Some of them are right. Um, surprisingly, most of the people, the actual actors, are terrible. Are, are shit, <laughs> they're just bad at doing voiceover work. So, if Rick Moranis turned it down, uh, must have done. He must have yeah. done. But I, I like this, this. Whoever's doing the voiceover for Ultron in this, he, it's um, it's definitely on the on the darker side of his uh, torn personality. But yeah, just watch it. What if Ultron had one? I think that's what it was called, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah. Somewhere like that. They're all got silly names like that. But yeah, it's really good. So, Stig, what you been up to? Um, I got to like Friday this week, and only had one thing to talk about. <laughs> You've not done anything. No. Uh, now I've got like quite a few things. Oh shit! Um, first up, uh, uh, it's funny that we talked about Adam's Family last week, um, and we talked about <laughs> like, those classic films and how good they are. Uh, and then I had to watch the Adam's Family two, the, carto- the latest cartoon, and it was fucking shite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just the one where they go on holiday or something like yeah, that. Yeah, no, yeah. So basically the. Um, the premise is that Wednesday is feeling quite detached from the rest of her family. She doesn't feel like she's fitting in with them. So Gomez decides, oh, let's go on a family road trip across America where we can be close together and reconnect and everything. And then there is this other plot going on where someone has come to the uh, Gomez and Morticia and said, Wednesday isn't your child. She was switched, switched in the hospital by mistake. And... We need to take a DNA test and prove who's a real father is, despite the fact that she looks exactly like Morticia. Yeah, you know, like pale Basically white, a doppelganger. Yeah, pale white skin, skinny, mm. black <laughs> hair. Like she's just mini Morticia. But yeah, so then they go on this trip across America. They go to Niagara Falls. They go to Miami Beach, or whatever. Uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, Death Valley, Death Valley and stuff. And it's just, it's just not Hollywood. good. Honestly, the. The animation of, you know, like the actual backgrounds and everything. Yeah. That's really good. Really good animation. I don't like the character designs. The character models are horrendous. I Nightmare like fuel. They're awful. Um, but the jokes are just really forced and terrible. And there's a few chuckles here and there, but majority of it is just bad. Like, it feels like they just dumped a massive load of money on um, Oscar Isaac and Charlie Theron's drives and just said, you come back and voice this for us. Yeah. Because if you read that script, why would you do it? If you've got a and, good mic, you can do it from home. <laughs> yeah, like remember when the Adams family, their biggest issue they had was Summer Camp or Debbie. Yeah. Well, now there's like big kaiju fights where Uncle Fester turns into a big squid monster what? and like fights the bad guy who's some kind of like chicken slash giraffe slash whale slash all these other hybrids of, of creatures mixed into one it's even just even though they terrible. hinted it they hinted at it they never really did go into the supernatural realm did they they never had no. powers they're just, just idiots yeah this just goes way over the top it just it's no charm there's zero charm in it whatsoever like 
even all the stuff with like Morticia and Gomez, there's just no chemistry within the voice acting with like you get with the live action ones and framed yeah. in performances. Yeah, very Zoomed much in. so. And one of the worst things in it is at one point, I don't even care about spoiling this. At one point, <laughs> Wednesday uh, leaves the family and Lurch follows her. So she goes off with Lurch and they end up at this biker bar in the middle of Death Valley. And she tells Lurch, she's like, oh, show him what your cold hands could do, meaning that she wants him to beat them up. But what he does do is start playing the piano instead. And he starts to sing. What? So Lurch, the guy who basically his vocabulary you goes, rang. you rang, or just moans, starts to sing. Um, what does he? What does he start to sing? Uh, oh fuck! I've forgotten what the song is now. At first, I was afraid. I was petrified. I will that survive. One. I will survive. Yeah, he starts and he starts to sing it like that, like I just sang. It's like at first, I was afraid. I was petrified. This is Lurch. Bloody hell! I thought you had radio and on then. It's absolutely <laughs> terrible. And then as all, like, you know... Um, Gloria Gaynor enters the room. Yeah. Uh, gang members would do, bikers. They all start to dance to it because that's exactly what happens in these bikes. Mm. And then they make friends. It's just that kind of really shit played out. Excellent. Terrible jokes like that anyway. Um, so you enjoyed so, that then, yeah? No, I ran it a bit too much, <laughs> a lot longer than I wanted to then. <laughs> You've given it I so also- much airtime. <laughs> yeah, well, Candy's not here, so we've got like extra time, haven't we? Mm. Got to, got to fill in the gap for Gadget for his edit. Oh yeah, I'm sure he loves that. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I also watched The Guilty. Yeah, um, yeah. this is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's new film on I Netflix. It is a remake of a 2018 Danish film. It tells the story of a demoted police officer assigned to a call dispatch desk, and he receives an emergency phone call from a abducted woman. Yeah, and it is all about him trying to locate her. Um, obviously, he use, he kind of uses her phone number to find her address, and then works backwards from there, trying to find out where she's, who it is that's kidnapped her, and where she's going. And it, it's he's really good. Like I really like Jake Gyllenhaal. He's one of my favorite actors. It's quite hard to dislike him, but he really dislike his character in this. He is a proper asshole. Is he as bad um, as he is in Night Stalker? No, that's just like creepy and weird. <laughs> but this is just like an absolute, it's just a dickhead. Ah. Uh, and then it's like revealed about like some stuff that kind of why he was demoted and things like that. And then there's a oh, few wow. twists and turns in there. But like the majority of the film is him. Uh, he's pretty much just centered on Jake Gyllenhaal throughout the whole film. Like it's nothing else really other than a few cutaways to Los Angeles where, because this is set during the time of some wildfires. Yeah. So it makes things a bit more difficult for him. Like you can't just say, I'll get air support out there and look for this car she's in. They can't do that. And, the, you know, like the patrol cops have trouble trying to locate the car because of the ash and everything. So that's about the only cutaways you get. Everything, every, the rest of the time is all like central on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, he's really good. I really enjoyed that. It's it's only 90 minutes. So I saw the trailer um, worthwhile. a few months ago. I thought that looks fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, the Danish film is meant to be much better. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite tempted to give that one. I never heard of it, to be honest, and, until last yeah, night. Yeah, you need a certain actor who can pull off a film like that because, like you say, it's just focused on them. Gyllenhaal's incredible, though. To keep that sort of interest and just seeing that person's face all the time can't be easy. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he's the type of presence and actor that can 
keep you draw, drawn in and even in Prince of Persia. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen that one. Don't. No, I haven't either. Don't. Uh, but the uh, the main thing I was going to talk about because it was the only other thing I'd actually done up until yesterday was I went to a gig for the first time in God knows how long. A rock and roll gig. A rock and roll gig. Nice. Um, one that I was we were meant to go to last November. We it, we went to go see Genesis in Newcastle. Oh. So we were meant to go to this for my dad's 70th birthday. We literally bought, the, the gig was originally the day after his birthday. So it was, we were going to give him the tickets and be like, right, we're off tomorrow. Like no mm-hmm. waiting around for it. And obviously for obvious reasons, it got cancelled and it got cancelled again. Uh, but yeah, it was really good. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, it's definitely going to be their last tour. Uh, Phil Collins is not well. Is Peter Gabriel there as well? No, no, it was just the the, oh. uh, the three left over. Um, oh, but uh, yeah, if, if he's Col- alive, he's probably dead knowing me. <laughs> Phil Collins uh, spent the whole gig sat down to sing, like he couldn't do any drumming, couldn't do anything. Like he's, he's pretty, but he still sounded great. Yeah, still still had great crack with the crowd. Um, they did some songs, alternative, more intimate versions of some songs, which was really nice. Um, they did, you know, Land of Confusion. Yeah, they've seen the music video to that with like the spitting image puppets. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they they updated it for a modern Britain with the, the visuals oh, in the background. Oh, nice. So they had like players on, like they had like toilet paper raining down and stuff on the visuals and stuff like that, like kind of taking the piss out of the last. That's a right tune. How crazy wow. people have been over the last year and a half. Um, yeah. Uh, so Phil Collins, because obviously he couldn't do any of the drumming. Uh, his son was on the drums. Yeah. Uh, and he said basically that um, the songs would be based more on him. It, it, the, the, the songs that would be based on his drumming would not be performed. Yeah. Some of the favourites that I was hoping that he would play, he didn't play because the kind of like his big drum songs, he didn't really play them ones because he couldn't. That's kind of a respect thing though, isn't it? You've got to, you've got to yeah. think if, if, if our drummer is not drumming, let's not give him, you know what I mean, the big, the big ones. Yeah, you could see him on his stool as well, though. Every time there was, was a bit of a, a bit of drum solo going on, he was, he was doing this with his hands, you know, like yeah, yeah, oh, doing his feet and doing his hands. So, yeah. Yeah, drumming. Yeah, and he was, yeah, like I said, he had, he, you know, he'd stopped every now and again to talk to the crowd, had some good crack with the crowd, which was nice. There was a guy in front of us that um, me and my brother couldn't help but laugh at. Um, for the first half of the show, he basically watched the gig through his phone. I can't abide that. I, I, that I hate. I mind. I took a few pictures. Like you like to take pictures, photos. Fine, but mm. don't sit there watching the gig through your phone. Like just yeah. look up. Like, if you want to film it, fine, film it. But just look at the stage. Look at the man on the performing on stage. You are never going to watch those videos back anyway because they'll never sound good. They never ever do it no. when you record something at a gig. Yeah. And then <laughs> the funniest part was when he tried to shazam, shazam a song. Oh, so he didn't know it. He didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like Genesis are a new band. My brother just nudged me and went, he's trying to sing a song. And I was just like, fucking hell. And the second, okay, half, now. second half of the gig, though, I think the beer must have, have uh, hit him because he's full month away and he starts like clap along and sing along and get a bit more into it. And I was like, there you go. Did they do some like. That's what you do. Did they do some like Phil Collins hits as well? No, it was all pure Genesis. Wow. They never usually do that, don't they? These. Wow, that's cool. That's cool. But yeah, because my, my dad went to see them. It was meant to be their last ever tour in the mid noughties. Mm. And me and my brother didn't get to go see them. So when they were like, oh, we're going to do this tour, it was um, the last domino, I think this one's called. 
Mm. Uh, we're like, yes, we definitely have to go. And then over the last year, unfortunately, Phil Collins has got a little bit more ill. So he, he weren't well 10 years ago when I saw him. No, he's not. He's not been well, but he's just kind of gone downhill a little bit this, since yeah. the gig was meant to be on. And now he's got a little bit worse. But I didn't realise he was still performing. So he must be getting on a bit now, surely. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah. underlying health issues. That's the main thing, though. Yeah, but I mean, just as, from an age point of view, though. Cause I, I bet think... he's 70s. Yeah, 70, yeah. He's 70 years old. About right. Yeah. Well, that's great. He's still going, though. Yeah, well, Genesis have been going since... Look at Ozzy Osbourne. He's still going. Is it 67? Maybe even before that, to be honest. Yeah. So I think that's pharmaceuticals that are helping him. <laughs> trust, trust me, they're helping <laughs> Phil Collins as well. Yeah, yeah I, I loved it. It's one of those bands that I, I grew oh, up listening to Genesis. My dad is a big fan of them, and so we listened to a lot of it when we grew up. And one of those ones that I was absolutely gutted that I never got to see live. And Done so it now, boy. Now I've got the chance to see them live. Yeah, it's great. Oh, that's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Excellent. Thank you. You've, you have had a busy week, just the back end of the week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Gadget, champing at the bit to talk about something this week. Something's happened, hasn't it? You've been somewhere. I, I've, I've been outside the let, the let me outside oh around people. <laughs> I got day release. Um, I, went, I went to the cinema last night and I went to see the new Bond film, No Time to Die. Cue music. You've got to put that in. No, I don't want to get, don't, don't want to get sued by Metro Golden Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it's the uh, final Daniel Craig film. Um, it's got everybody in it. Uh, it's Daniel it's Craig, Rami Malek. Play- <laughs> yeah, well, it's da- the cast is Daniel Craig, Rami Malek, Leia Sadu, uh, Lashana Lynch, Ben Wishaw, Naomi Harris, Jeffrey Wright, Christoph Waltz, Ran- Ray-, Ray Fiennes. You know, like you say, Bloody everybody's hell. in it. Oh, it's a hell of a cast. Um, I'm going to say, I-, I wasn't a huge fan of it. Yes, I've read, I- I've spoken to a few of my close friends, including yourself, that have said it is at the, st- at the level of Quantum of Solace. <laughs> Oh no! Oh no no no! It's no. not that it's bad. Not that bad. Oh, it, trust God. me, it's not that bad. It, it's a it's a reasonably coherent film for a start. Oh gosh, God! Reviews <laughs> seem very up and down from what I've seen. Um, yeah, it's, of British press tend to give on good reviews. Oh yeah, they're, they're yeah, not. That's true. Yeah, so I don't want, want to get too into spoilery things because it's literally been out a couple of days. I know some people, for, uh, so, some of our audience, will want to go and see it, and you guys will probably want to go and see it. Um. I'll give you the things I like about it. Cinematography is incredible. It's one of the best looking Bond films I've ever seen. Mm. There's a few, there's a couple of, I think, slightly dodgy CGI sets, but other than that, like the film is gorgeous. There's a wonderful set of sequences in Norway which look incredible. Like, look like something out of a holiday, a holiday video kind of thing, you know? Like, um, and um, I think the, the score is fantastic. There's a lot of kind of old Bond motifs, inclu- including, like, I'm sure I heard some stuff from On Her, ha- on Her Majesty's Secret nice. Service in there. Nice. Yeah, like, it's, it's like proper deep cuts. Um, I think, um, uh, is it, yeah, I think Lashana Lynch as um, Noni, the, um, the new 007. She's yeah. fantastic. She's absolutely brilliant. Um, the problems lie within a lot of the plotting. I mean, the, the film is far too long. It's 163 minutes. Oh, it's are, I think. No, no, like Bond films usually come in just over two hours. This is two hours 45, Ooh. there and about. Um, and I don't think it necessarily earns that. Like, a lot of the middle third is very plodding. Wow. Um, the baddie, Rami Malek, it's Rami Malek playing Weird Boy again. <laughs> oh, he's good <laughs> he's at Weird Boy, though. He yeah, he's good at Weird Boy. He's good, but it's the same performance, just with a 
vaguely so it's in it, it, it's the iRobot then yeah yeah not iRobot um, uh, Mr. Robot Mr. Robot iRobot <laughs> 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 completely different um, one yep the the prob the problem with this character, other than his other than the character's name, the character's name is um is is Lucifer Safin, which translates to Lucifer Satan. Oh okay. no! Oh no! <laughs> no! No! Um, but the problem with his character is he's got no real fucking reason to do what he's doing. Oh, and there's no there's no point to what he's doing. Like there's like the best Bond villains have like a coherent thought to to why they're doing what they're doing, whether it's money, power, whatever. This. Guy just wants to kill everybody, and oh. it's the the the, me- the mechanic for him to kill everybody is something that is in those silo books I was reading that oh, were right. written ten years ago. <laughs> so it's not even it's not, it's not even an original idea. No, 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 no. Um, it it's not a very charming film. I found, like the, the, there's an element to every Bond film where there's either some like. Levity, or there's some charm to it, or there's a go on, get in there, Bond kind of movie. You usually you get know? those winks to the camera, don't you? Like Daniel Craig's yeah. gorgeous man, and he sometimes when he when he, 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 he I like it when he um he flicks uh, dirt off his shoulders and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Those little he's like the ocean in his little tighty. Oh God, love that! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favourite scenes ever. He's never been the like the warmest of Bonds, has he? Really? No, no. But there's there's always been a little bit of cheek and charm to yes. the Bond films. Usually, when it's kind of the interactions with the Bond girl, or whatever. And the problem is, Daniel Craig and Leia Sadu have no fucking chemistry. Same at the same at the Haddon Spectre, zero fucking chemistry. The two of them might as well be just polar opposites of each other. I'd have to watch Spectre again. I've just realised that I can't remember anything that happened in Spectre. I can't either. Well, well, that's well, that's that also doesn't help that like there's been such a gap between Spectre and this. It's, that, it's like the sequel to it, Spectre, isn't it? Effectively, yeah. Like the film doesn't do a very good job of recapping the important stuff from Shit. Spectre. Um, the best bits of the film involve um, Anna Darmus's character, yeah. um, Paloma. Uh, she plays like a Cuban field agent, and for for a little bit of the adventure, a shockingly small amount of the adventure, you get like classic Bond. Nice. It's the charm. It's the flirtation. It's the slightly over the top action. It's the po- it's the pausing in the middle of a gunfight to have a drink kind of thing. You know that classic. That's what Bond I mean. Stuff. That's what I mean. Like stepping yeah. up and dusting off, and yeah, yeah. But as soon as that section starts, it ends. Oh. And it, you don't see her again in the film, and it's so frustrating because that bit is like literally the best bit of the film in my eyes. Um. I don't think the film earns its ending. Um, I think there's a problem with the writing in it because the writing's been done by committee. Oh. Um, there's Usually Bond films have one or two writers and it's usually a fairly coherent, I don't want to say coherent, but like a unified voice that you get from the writers and stuff. With this one, it was written by um, Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, the director, Kari Joji Fukunaga. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I never get his name right. Uh, and Phoebe Waller-Bridge. <sighs> See, they brought Phoebe Waller-Bridge in late on. Yes, to polish it up. Because it's been rewritten twice. But they've had a full year to actually polish it even more. That's a bit of a worry. I know they can't do reshoots, but I don't know. No, it was already it was already ready to go last year. It was already ready in the can, yeah. (laughs) But when you said some bad CGI stuff like, come on, you've got a year. (laughs) Fucking make it better. I mean, the, the, again, other things I do like about it, they've really toned down the uh, product placement. There's not a great deal of it in it. Does Bond not grab a Heineken now? No, Sony. he does grab he, he does grab a Nokia smartphone at one point. Oh no, no one gets those. <laughs> wow, wow! <laughs> I wish you reckon they paid for that. Probably nearly bankrupt him. And 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 there there is a um there is a car chase where he's being exclusively chased by the new Land Rover Defender. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course. Which is not a good advert for the Land Rover Defender because he manages to knock him over pretty easily. And it's not that new anymore. <laughs> 
I love films like that though, because like every car is always like pristine and perfect and like new. Yeah. Um, there are a few of the action sequences are genuinely breathtaking and genuinely good. The the opening action scenes in the in the the the, the, the ones you saw in the trailer yeah. in in the very in the very narrow town in in northern Italy, fucking brilliant. There, that is a really really good uh, set of a set of action sequences. Everything that happens in Cuba is really good, really funny, really over the top, mm. and then it just gets a bit saggy. Mm. Like it's just there's too much to the film. Um, like I said, I don't think it earns its ending. I don't think it earns a lot of what it's trying to do. They needed to not continue with the with the Madeline um, yeah. plotline with um, Leia Sadu. She didn't need to be in it. Um, Christoph Waltz absolutely steals the scene that he's in as uh, Blofeld. Yeah, he's great in everything he does, though. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's that smiling villain thing that he does so well. So, so good. Look how well he drinks a glass of milk. Do you know what I mean? Well, all <laughs> movies have just got overcomplicated over time. And it just didn't need to be like that. I don't know because I think Casino Royale's really simple, and I think uh, I think Skyfall's quite a simple plot as well. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not a complex plot, but the problem is there's not enough complexity to justify the ideas that it's got. Um, and, and these, by the way, this is all my opinion. Like, I know a lot of people who've really enjoyed the film. Yeah. So it's it's very much a your mileage may vary. I think if you're a big like my bond is Pierce Brosnan. I really enjoy the Pierce Brosnan films, wow. except Die Another Day, which can die in a fire. Um, <laughs> Roger like, Moore I, for me. Um, I only really like I liked Skyfall and I really like Casino Royale, but I haven't liked um, I didn't like Spectre at all. And Quantum of Solace was dreadful. Mm. <sighs> um, so bad, Quantum. But Solace. yeah, it's just oh, awful. Yeah, um, no time, no time to die. It's just it's too serious for itself. Too much it, time it, to die. It, sort of, yeah. It takes <laughs> to, like I said, without getting into the spoiler of what the kind of the overriding threat is. Yeah. It's playing it too serious for what is actually a really silly idea. Yeah, yeah which Bond's never been scared of doing that with that volcano no. lairs and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? It's- oh, we, 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 we get an island layer for the Ooh. baddie. Ooh. Yes. Um, but, you know, I mean, look, I mean, this is a series that has had space lasers. Yeah, exactly. Alan, mm-hmm. Alan Cummings playing a Russian who called people Slaghead. I am invincible. James Bond has a problem following up. I'm just looking at the list of Bond films here and they always seem to start strong. Like the first outing seems to be really good. And then it's great time to go. The great, I, I know it is anyway, ways. but I, I think he should have stopped after Skyfall personally. That were a good ending for the character. Mm. I mean yeah, Sky, Sky, Skyfall was a good ending. I mean this is also the first one where it's been kind of a like a well at least at least in my in my opinion it's the first bond where it's, there's been this kind of overriding thread going on yeah mm. I, I, quantum of solace did have links but it wasn't a direct sequel was it well one of those there's things in no time to die that explicitly reference oh what happened in casino royale really yeah wow yeah. um and the fact that you know it brings back blofeld for a scene yeah. who was obviously inspector and the fact that they just carried um, Madeline straight into the next film stuff like that like there's lots of connections to the earlier films except aside from just the cast mm. um oh yeah they they also ruin m like the 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 overriding threat in this film um is there is a connection to m with it and oh. it just really ruins his character because he should he should know better than to get involved with what he got involved with you know and uh, it's just it really frustrated a lot of me uh, on the plus side, the Billy Eilish song that opens it is a cracker, much better than the last banger, one. Mate. Straight up banger. <laughs> are you, are, are yeah, you ready for the, the the reboot then? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I would have been ready for this after Spectre, to be honest. Um, and and to polish it off, 
who would you want to see? Who would you like to see play Bond next? Oh, you see, I, I, I do like when people bring up Idris Elba as the option, but I think at this point he's now too old. I think if Daniel Craig had stood down after Skyfall, Idris Elba, that would have been the time for Idris Elba. Um, oh, what, what's what's him that played Rob Stark? I think he could do it. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Um, Richard Madden. Richard Madden. Yeah. Yeah. Richard Madden. I Gorgeous. think he could do it. Yeah. Good. Well built. Yeah. Good actor. Charles. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely, that'd be yeah, perfect. No, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like like Richard Madden uh, as it. And he, yeah, he's a very good actor. He can do an excellent English accent because obviously he's very. Spotish. I'd like to see John Cena in the role. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. You won't see him. Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't see him. Well, the ultimate spy. Come on. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, yeah, but jo- yeah, but John Cena's ultimate role is absolutely peacemaker. He was born to play that role. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see Tom Hiddleston. Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not, it, it, not, not as um, imposing as other bands. But, yeah. Have you seen Night Manager though? No. What's yeah, that? Night Manager, excellent. That's oh. a great oh, CV okay. to say. Play me as Bond. Okay, okay. What about yourself, Stig? Um, I don't know. I'm looking up things. I, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> always doing I'm, the research. I'm not. I'm just looking up like a, a, a picture of a few people, and I, I'm going. I'm from my head for Henry Golden. Yeah, yeah. I've seen that a few times. Uh, yeah, young, good looking, could carry the franchise for. Few years, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who did you say? Sorry, Henry Golden. Henry, Gold, Henry Golden. Who's he? He was in Crazy Rich Asians. Mm. Uh, he's in that new Snake Eyes film. I've not seen it. It's apparently meant to be bad, but you know, yeah. <laughs> even the best Bonds did shit films, so that's not yeah. really a metric to go off. It's true. I think. I think what I'd like from the next Bond, regardless of whoever plays him, is I would like Bond to be an actual spy for at least a little bit of the film. <laughs> and I, and I, I know this was for these glamorous kind of globe-trotting kind of action films, but they weren't always like that. Bond occasionally did espionage. He did, them. yeah. Like all dressed would, in black like, and sneaking about yeah, with like, silence pistol. Yeah, like I'd like it if it got back to like spying. <laughs> yeah, got got back to spying. But like you had like your opening action scene, great. Yeah. But then most of your film was hit, was Bond doing the spy work, and then you get the bombastic action at the end, where yes. it's worth their work. Like Brosnan problems. did a lot, didn't he? Yeah, Lee, GoldenEye yeah. is a perfect example of For that. For England, James. Until, until you get to around about the time where he starts bursting through Prague in a tank, he doesn't actually <laughs> do that much. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, it all goes a bit crazy. But, like, give me that. Give, give me Bond... Give me Bond being a spy, and give me a Bond where people don't know who he is. Because if you, if people, if the baddie knows who you are, you're doing a bad spy yeah, job. You're not a good spy. For me, the only thing that could get me your reputation should not precede you, Mister Bond. <laughs> the only you thing that announce could... it everywhere as well. Yeah, the only thing that could get me excited for Bond now would be for it to be set in the sixties or seventies. I'd do a throwback Bond. That would, uh, that would be, good. be actually that would be quite I, good. I, I, that's the only thing that'd get me back into it. Really, like love it because I, I do love Bond, but I want to be in love with it again. Yeah, I think I think what also kind of slightly soured the experience of Bond and and kind of highlighted the poor facedness of No Time to Die was um, when we watched you know the trailers have come on before the film there was a trailer for the King's Man the Kingsman yeah, prequel yeah that set him set. and that's just set in World War yeah. One that's just leaning into the insanity and I thought and I want to watch that instead. <laughs> Yeah, basically, it's just it, it, it doesn't. It's not taking itself seriously. It's leaning into the chaos, which is what Kingsman did. The original Kingsman. Kingsman's did. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. That church. And it's just like incredible. that church scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I love I love the fight in the pub. Oh yeah, god, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. brutal. Using the handle of the umbrella to glass yeah. somebody. Great, um, but yeah, like that. That those films take the bombastic action that Bond has been trying to achieve 
And they just lean into the idiocy of it. Yeah. Lean into the unbelievable cartoonishness of it. Whereas Bond, I think, should be a bit more grounded. Sean Connery used to laugh all the time in his films. There was a little yeah. smirk on Roger his face. Roger Moore was a yeah, Roger, Bond. Roger Moore. He basically yeah. looked at the camera and told a joke. <laughs> like, like I say, if, if you see this film, you'll know what I mean about this, um, the whole sequence in Cuba is the best bit of the film and ruins the rest of the film. Oh, I'm going to go see comparison. it because I have to see it because I've sat through Quantum it's of Bond. Solace and it's Bond. <laughs> you know what I mean? I have to see it. Trust me, it, it is better than Quantum yeah, of Solace. Yeah, I've seen them all in cinema since I've been alive and been able to pay for my own cinema tickets. So, yeah, I've got to do it. But yeah. Oh, I. But uh, I, and I, I will say just to finish off, it was really nice to be in a full cinema again. Yeah. Like I went, I went to the cinema when everything started opening again to see Godzilla. Not because I particularly wanted to see Godzilla. It was just you want on. some fucking popcorn. <laughs> yeah. And there was like fifteen people in the cinema, and I've always hated going to like empty cinemas because like you don't get. There's like an atmosphere to being in a full cinema, like on a big release when there's something brand Mate, new. When I went to see when I went to see Endgame, it was fucking packed. Yeah, <laughs> Shang Chi was was packed. The only yeah. time I will advocate for a uh, empty cinema is watching horror films because yeah, but I don't watch horror films. I so. can't stand the just the reactions of people around you. Just take me out of the film. People <laughs> people nervously giggling or screaming. It's just like no, I want to like if you're watching something that's suspenseful and like getting you know sending chills down. You're like keep me in that zone. Yeah, like, I agree. If someone next to me is like giggling because they're nervous about what's coming up. Like it's just. I, I recommend everyone to at least once in the life to go watch a film in America. It's incredible. They well, the they whoop, the screen and stuff they like whoop that. like they want to whoop. <laughs> so like the people Just in the film for, can hear them. <laughs> oh yeah. Out of curiosity, yeah. did you see any uh, good trailers? Because I, I used to love trailers <laughs> in cinema. They're all on YouTube, mate. I know they are. But just actually in the cinema, it's a great experience. Oh yeah, they you are better. A, a trailer you haven't um, seen, you're like, ooh. Yeah, the like I say, the Kingsman stuck with me. Um, the House of Gucci looks fucking brilliant. Yes, I've yeah, seen that trailer. Um, that's the first time I've seen the trailer for that, and it's just, it's just like. It's just seeing Jared Leto as this old bald man. It's really surreal. Finally, like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> his real face appears. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you enjoy Bond films, don't take my word for this one. Like, it, it seems to be it's an incredibly divisive and subjective film. Some, but people are either adoring it or hating it. Like, there's very little middle ground on You'll it. You all love the music. So, That's what we do now because Bond music's incredible. Oh, like, yeah, the music's great. It's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer's Zimming best. it up. Oh, is it Zimming it hard? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that, there's an episode title for the Zimmerd. Excellent, great. What a week. Um, we can't ask Candy what she's been up to because she's poorly. <laughs> she's told us. I, oh, excellent, brilliant. So we'll get to that. Are we doing that now or are we getting that to later? No, we'll do that in the we'll feedback do it later. So uh, yeah, let's just move on to the uh, the topic at hand, Biggie. I I've, I completely forgot what we're doing. What are we doing? <laughs> well, we're not talking about me because. We're talking about things that have aged badly. Oh, yeah. To the point <laughs> of milk. I mean, no one likes that milk. <laughs> to the point of milk. <laughs> to the point of milk. <laughs> to the point. You know what I mean. Aged like, like milk that's been left out, you dingbat. You know what I mean. <laughs> to the point of milk. Because <laughs> no one likes milk that's gone off. The point of milk sounds like a Dan Brown novel. <laughs> <laughs> Not such what, a great. What, 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 what age have you reached? The point of milk. <laughs> My God, are you fresh? <laughs> no, chunky. Would you, would you would you like to explain, Biggie, what that means, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's gone like my intro, apparently. 
Some of your worst. <laughs> so basically, AIDS like milk. Uh, it's a good job you're pretty biggie. Yeah, it, it, honestly, if you were if you weren't fit, mate, fucking hell. Sex sells, mate. I know it does. So AIDS like milk is an is an adage from aeons ago where things just don't age very well. Uh, we obviously we're a media based podcast, so we're talking about media and things that have aged poorly. Maybe in the spectrum of 2021 or just in general. So let's just start with Stig. Oh, we start with me. Um, yeah, I'm going to talk about uh, the N64. Oh my god. Here so, we go. <laughs> I know that it's easy to just say, well, it's technology, technology moves on. Um, so, I like the hood is that it is going to be aged badly, but that's not the case for everything. There are still plenty of old games. Yep, SNES, still, SNES games, for instance. SNES games, some NES games, Mega Drive games, even some PS1, PS2 games that stand Few, out. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I just. I played an N64 a few years ago, and it was fucking shite to play it again. I remember absolutely loving this machine when it came out. I didn't have one, but my friend had one, so I played plenty of it, and I played the games that he had, you know, Mario Kart, um, played a bit of Super Mario uh, 64, GoldenEye. GoldenEye was incredible at the time. It was like the next level of first-person shooters. You know, you'd had, I think, the biggest one, to date, I could remember up to that point was probably Doom. Yep. Um, which is still great to play. Doom is still great to play, in my opinion. Go, 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 GoldenEye was the game that proved you could do first person shooters on consoles because up until that point, there hadn't really been, there'd been ports of Doom, but they were kind of hobbled in some way. But there wasn't, there wasn't was a the controller first... that could handle it. That's why, mainly. There wasn't analog, was there? Yeah. No. And, and the, um, you know, at the time, Graphics were great. The, the multiplayer was fantastic. Like hours and hours and hours lost playing yeah. that multiplayer. Up to four player as well. Yeah, because so the, 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 actual, the actual box had four parts as well. You didn't have to buy any peripherals for it. Yeah, the 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 game itself, even the single player, was brilliant with all the challenges and stuff you could do and the levels designed around the film. So then you had all the other games on there, like the Zeldas, the other Mario Kart's, um, Paper Mario, Star Fox 64, Perfect Dark was a solid follow-up from GoldenEye, uh, Banjo-Kazooie, F-Zero. Like, I didn't play all these, uh, but they, if you look up online, they review very well. People have a lot of fond memories of playing these games. But as Oodles can contest to this, he played Banjo-Kazooie recently. You want me to say it? <laughs> How did that go down? Shit! <laughs> yeah. It's ugly. It's it plays ugly. bad. It, it controls bad. And that's just how a lot of the N64 games. I see how you threw me on the bus now. then, mate. No, because <laughs> you've, got ex- you've got experience from yeah. your streams of you not liking this game that people have told you is incredible. Go off and play it and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, in my opinion, it's from that era, it's only the 2D games that really hold up well. Yeah. So it's. I just think that if you to pick it up now, and try and play GoldenEye or Diddy ugly Kong, as fuck. Diddy Kong Racing. It's ugly. It controls horrible. It's, it's trying to play GoldenEye. If you twitch that analog stick, it just flings round. Yeah, there's like there's there's no control over it like modern day um, consoles. And yes, it, it is hard to compare today's analog sticks and and technology to back then. But there, like I've said, there are so many older consoles you can go back and with games that you can still. You've got to bear in mind, game, games like up. Doom and Quake are out around that time. Qu- 
Quake still plays brilliantly. Yeah, you know what Quake's I mean. Great. It's great. There's there's no excuse. Well, there is an excuse, obviously, because at the time it was considered incredible. But I don't know. It's it's it, again. It's also it, it suffers from. So like a lot of PS One games suffer. They suffer from being the first to do yeah. this. Like people hadn't worked it out. So like. Goldeneye, we'll take that as a fine example. You, you've got one stick on the controller to move and aim. With. Yeah. So there's there is possibly the most generous auto aim in the world. And you can actually, if you watch a video, like someone will turn the turn Bond around and you'll see the gun move towards. The yeah, top. and you can shoot like, like ten inches away from the head and get a headshot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the the game wants you to win. Um, and it's it's stuff that they have to go around because with PC games, obviously, you have dual control because you have WASD and the mouse, which is where, like... so Which they still use games... today. Yeah, but those games didn't have to then spend time working out how to solve this problem. They could work on the game engine stuff and, like, make it look great. Mm. Um, also, they could do it on larger than 64 megabytes because... Double, um, Goldeneye is only 64 megabytes in size because that's how much was on Our the Our podcast is bigger than that. <laughs> yeah, by about three or four times. When this gets read down, this is like 350 megabytes. <laughs> but yeah, just. We are officially better than Nintendo. We are at stage of milk. You're so going in hard talking about these classic games. I can't believe you haven't mentioned the greatest game that was on the N64. Um. Which was, and if you have a look in our Discord, in our private Discord, you will see what I'm sending there. The Blues Brothers 2000 video game. Oh, what? <laughs> what, what the fuck? What is that? <laughs> what is that? One of the worst a games games for the N64. One of the worst games. <laughs> oh my god, that's like Wii level, you know, just churn out any shite. That's not even that. That's game. shovelware, yeah. That's pure. Oh, yeah. God. Well, they're talking about that, right? So the N64 as well has a. Very small library compared to a lot of other consoles. Like mid- 260 games or something? Oh, 300, 300 games. So, uh, like you say, there's a lot of crap on there that won't have even, you, people won't have even known about Blues Brothers, for example. So, really, there's only a handful <laughs> of games. It's really w- people are going to remember and worthwhile going back and playing. And when you do go back and play them, they're just not good. The controller, I've never really liked the N64 controller. I think it looks shit. It does. Um, people dare and- say it. There's a lot of rose tinted glasses. I don't understand what its design is all about. Ergonomics, why you, apparently. <laughs> why do you have three prongs on it Like when, when you can only use two? Do you, you, have you don't three have three hands? You don't have three hands, so why is the bit above the, the, the D uh, pad? What's, why is that there? Like, I just... You're supposed to use your mouth for the other one. <laughs> what was it? Was it? I think it was. Was it two rock that you use the stick to move, yep. use the, the C buttons to look up, down, left, and right? And then you had the D-pad to change weapons or something like that. That's just, what's, what is all that about? Seriously, why, why are they making games like that? Just because they have to work around the stupid design of a controller. Like, yeah. PlayStation had it right. It's just... Well, they did when they, when they brought the DualShock right. out. Because the, before the DualShock, yeah. it was horrendous. Yeah, but I mean, you didn't, we, we didn't know about things before the DualShock, yeah, did that's we, true. really? Before they actually put analogs in you themselves, try, you but... try playing Metal Gear Solid without a Dual Shock. <laughs> it didn't. It, it didn't support a Dual Shock. Did? Trust me. Really? Because mine, mine never worked. Mine either. did. I had a. <laughs> my, my my dad works for Konami. <laughs> did you have some kind of Mad Cat's knockoff or something like that that just happened to work? No, because the Dual Shock. Because you used to put your your your, your um. Your, do you know when you'd been on the torture chamber? You used to put the um the the, the controller on your um. And your arm and it used to vibrate and Psychomantis made your controller vibrate and stuff. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh. 
It's been a very long. It really has. You've aged like milk. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to rile people up by saying the N64 because I know lots of people love it. It's I think Fox, mate. At the time, I thought it was great. Um, but just go back and play one now. Try and play one. I tried to play the games that I loved to play. I tried to play Diddy Kong Racing. I tried to play Gold Knight, and it was they're just unplayable. They look shit. They, they they control like shit. The camera angles on some of these games are absolutely terrible. Um, I haven't got a Switch. Did I see that they're launching in sixty four games on the Switch? Yeah. Or something? Was there some? Yeah, yeah. And you and for forty pound you can buy an N sixty four controller that's wireless. Mm, yay! Yeah. People will though. <laughs> well, people will. Oh, people went will. and bought Mario the the um, trilogy pack, didn't they? And that's got Mario sixty four on. And everyone said the the, the problem that, with that that age, like I, I and, played that and it's shit. The problem, yeah. And one of the biggest problems was, oh, Mario sixty four still controls like shit. They didn't bother changing any of the yeah. controls for it. Yeah, I, I, I will say it's a credit to speedrunners who play on original hardware who like speedrun Mario sixty four because that's and they do it blind as well. Speedrun that game, <laughs> yeah, well <more laughs> blindfolded. Yeah, the thing is, like, I'm looking, I'm looking down the um, uh, jokes aside. I'm, I'm looking down the uh, the games list for some the N64. bangers on there. There are some bangers, but there was also some really weird experiments. Like they they did a Nintendo sixty four version of Starcraft. Yes. Like that's and they did the miracle that is Resident game. Evil Two. Yeah, well, I mean, Resident Evil Two is incredible. Like, just the achievement. It's of on level. It's on par with Witcher Three on Switch. It's it's like science gone mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just flat out witchcraft. Honest, to the point it? where, like, I think the N sixty four version plays better. It just it's just got really like low res FMVs on it. Yeah, um, like I'd forgotten they'd done an an, an N sixty four version of Wipeout. The racing game? Fuck oh. off, really? I thought that were a PlayStation yep. game. It became PlayStation exclusive later, but at the beginning, no, they did wow. an N64 version. Um, and I always remember the N64 being great for the wrestling games. Oh, the wrestling games, like, yes. There was some like, um, ones. Yeah, like a lot of the WWF games, the WCW, WCW versus yeah. um, NWO ones, they were fantastic. Yeah, no Mercy, that was really No Mercy is really incredible. It, WrestleMania 2000, I enjoy. I remember enjoying Well, they were at the time, you know. Yeah. yeah, they're not very thing. good now, though. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even touch on the fact that like some of the um, memory packs required a battery as well. Like, did they? Yeah. Although, although did, I, not I, for I all like, the, like, like, sorry, gadget, not for all like first party games, but a lot of other games required you to save on the memory pack, which had you, which was powered off a battery. So those things don't last forever and can go wrong. So, so oh, or oh, like a watch battery that you can't change. Yeah, just a really weird yeah. choice. Wow. I also like for those games where you have to save them on the memory pack. You couldn't use a rumble pack with them because you only had the one socket on oh, the controller. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> or then, or then some games absolutely some games absolutely required the expansion pack in the console itself, but they never told like, the game would still start without it. So that you could mm. play. I think it was Perfect Dark without the expansion pack, and it would run at like two frames a second. Oh, lovely! There was nothing in the game to say you don't have the expansion pack installed. You can't run this. <laughs> so what? What was you defat? Sorry, Steve. What would you define as the main thing that that makes it age like milk? Is it the hardware? Is it the software? What, what's um, personally to you? Because you didn't own one, as you, as you've admitted, I didn't. But I've played one enough to know that I'm glad I picked a PlayStation. Um, it's just that time that I went back and replayed it, and I thought it was the thing of like, oh, I've not seen an N64 in ages, and I've not played these games in ages. I love these games when they, you know, when they're about. And playing yeah. it, and it was just these were the first party games or the the big titles like Goldeneye and stuff. And I was and playing it again, I was like, "This is absolute dog shit." 
Like it's just really, <laughs> really bad. Like, I played, went back and I've played PlayStation One games. And you know, there's going to be plenty of PlayStation One and PlayStation Two games. There's absolutely any three D platformer crap now. Siphon filter. But yeah, but oh I, god, that plays like shit. I've, I can play and enjoy like Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah. Yeah, there are rare ones, but the pre-rendered backdrop games, they're the best, like Resident Evil and that, they, I suppose the tank controls aren't nice, but the, the look at little, you, you can you can see what's happening better yeah. <laughs> because it's pre-rendered, isn't it? Yeah, so it's not an age thing of like, well, every game, like I said at the start, every game from that time is going to be bad. Yeah. There's loads of PC games that came out between 98 and say, 2001, 2002 that still play great. And, mm. yeah, I just, and then there's Daikatana. I never played it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Daikatana 64. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh. oh, is that the... Oh, you mentioned that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, yeah I mentioned that a while ago. Yeah. Yes. I guess I could have said, like, Nintendo's, like, um, initiative with certain things and trying new things it always tends to yeah. age badly. Uh, they have, like, a really good console and they just try and shovel shit the into it. The thing is, what's fascinating is the next generation up the gamecube you can play some of them games now and think fuck yeah it's it's, it's that kind of that awkward teenager phase because because the, the snes a lot of the snes games carry on now and you can still play them quite comfortably mm-hmm. yeah a lot of the gamecube games are still brilliant to this day yeah but there's like the n64 was this kind of this awkward phase where no one really knew what to do with 3d and Nintendo kind of shit the bed because the console wasn't really powerful enough for the people. What they, fucking what they could swear do by it. it though, don't they? Like, oh, Nintendo should the birds. Like, <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm gonna get shit. I already know who I'm going to get shit from. Like, I don't. It's just not know Sylvester Stallone was a fan. Yeah, yeah, it's N64. Yeah, the thing is, there's there's some there's some amazing games for the N64, and a lot a lot of them made by Nintendo themselves, but also a lot of really good third party games. Like I'm just thinking, like Doom 64 is fucking great. Yeah, it is really good. I've got that on the Switch, and it's one of the best Doom games. I I do like, uh, but but then again, there was I do like that and Mario Kart. But then again, there was Earthworm Jim 3D on that console. Oh yeah. That was dreadful, and I think the I think the problem is as well. Like the games are so expensive, they were like seventy pound in the nineties. Yeah, I never had to worry about that because my mate just had it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> cheers, mate. Yeah, but I, yeah it, it's one of those consoles um, that, touch, that kind of touched a lot of people because everyone knew someone with an N sixty four, but yeah. more people didn't have them than had them. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it only it's, sold about thirty million. It's because or something everyone like had that. a chipped PlayStation. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Quit again. These cost now, didn't they? Yeah. So and look at us now, and they said, "Don't, don't have cartridges. It's going to be more expensive." And look at us now with seventy pound games on disc, <laughs> <laughs> or digitally. Yeah, oh, digitally. Yeah. Just streamed ones and zeros. <laughs> I know Nintendo's still doing the sticking to cartridges, aren't they? Yeah, but they're cheaper than PlayStation Five games. <laughs> Just. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I think it has age, and people, I think it's a rose-tinted glasses kind of affair. People just don't want to like forget that because they had happy childhood memories. Like I used to think the Master System was fucking incredible. It's terrible. Oh, yeah, I mean, you, you you see the memes on on Reddit all the time where it's like take an N sixty four, copy Golden Eye, three your mates, pizza, bottle of Pepsi, best Friday night ever. No, it's not. It was. It's not now, though, nobody, is it? Nobody, nobody was. Mm. That's what I'm saying. In the 90s, because we didn't know better. We didn't have ray, ray tracing or yeah. anything like that. You know, it's just like it was just, it is a massive thing of nostalgia. And like, I'd love to own an N64. I wouldn't fucking play the thing, but I'd just love to own yeah, one. But now get four of your friends around 
with pizza and beers and trying to have a golden night night, you play about 15 minutes and go, fucking, you got anything better? And then you, you turn around <laughs> and, everyone, and everyone's sat on the phone playing TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the same anymore, is it? Oh. Friendships age like milk. <laughs> or, or, or if you want, if you want to ruin friendships, um, ask, ask your ask ask your mates to try and play through the first level of Mission Impossible on the N sixty four. Oh God, I, re- I remember playing the PlayStation <laughs> version of it. Oh, and can you remember the? Uh, I think I don't know if it PS two or PlayStation the the Fifth Element game. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, was, I was bad. But yeah, excellent, great choice there, Stig. You're gonna get a lot. Of hate oh, for that. Oh, I know. I hope you're ready. And let me just say, uh, modern on. escapism does not endorse the views of Stig. They are they are his own. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come at us because there are a lot of N64 games that I like. I do um, like them, but not but I now. like a lot less. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, excellent. So we're going to move on to Biggie. Hello. I want to talk about Doctor Who. Who is your favourite Doctor Who? Never uh, watched it. <laughs> John Hurt. He was a he was a doctor for one episode, wasn't he? Yeah, I, I like Chris Freckleston. For me, it was Tom Baker. Ah, Tom. Ah, the Baker. classic Solid Uncle class Tom. And I loved him as Doctor Who back in the day. He was great. But what I didn't expect him to do was appear on a comedy show as a narrator. And this show is Little Britain. Britain, Britain, Britain. And he did a go. Before, be, before you start, Biggie, in my own personal opinion, I want to point out this hasn't aged like milk. This was vomit on the day it arrived. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hated this programme. So, you were so woke back then, weren't you? <laughs> no, I just fucking hate it. I thought it was shit. <laughs> so, that was great. with that announcement, I'm going to admit that <laughs> I did enjoy this show. I did think so it did was I. quite funny. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was maybe back in its day, but it really has not aged well. And Tom Baker did a great job of narrating the sketches, which were, of course, performed by Matt Lucas and David Walliams. This comedy show aired originally as a radio show in 2000, which I didn't know. Yeah, um, it's like I the only, Mighty Bush that, isn't it? Yeah. They all started on radio. I only know it as a TV show. Um it originally ran in 2003 till 2007, and I think everyone pretty much got bored of it by then. And it's had a few one-offs um, after that. The concerns were generally uh, raised nowadays because I think there are some <laughs> it's great not characters. not one concern. <laughs> I think <laughs> there were some great characters, some funny characters in that show, and some really badly chosen ones. <laughs> um it's basically the derogatory manner in which certain characters were depicted, particularly women and minority groups, unfortunately, to say. Yeah. In fact, even in 2017, um, Matt Lucas has stated that he's come to agree with the later criticism. In fact, the show has now been removed from, if not all, most streaming services um, due to the issues with the blackface, of course. I was going to say, wasn't there blackface yeah, in like, nearly every episode? Yes. Yes. Um, so he even said that if they were to remake it now, um, they'd obviously avoid the sort of jokes um, where we're sort of everyone's a bit more educated, shall we say, a bit more understanding of different people and different backgrounds and who they are, genders, you name it. Um, and it makes that show really difficult to watch. Um, 
And as I say, there's some really funny characters. The bitty one actually made me quite laugh. Oh, fucking that was disgusting. <laughs> and it was disgusting. The young guy that always fell in love with the old woman at the door. If you remember that one. I think just to explain to, especially maybe our American listeners, the oh, bitty course, one, yes. the bitty one is, it, it is a sketch show, but the bitty one especially is a grown man in his 30s um, breastfeeding with his mother. Yes, he used um, to uh, shout out when he was ready. Getting in a bad mood. <laughs> if he was, uh, freaking out, he'd shout out to his mum. Bitty. And that one was one of the least offensive ones. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean... I don't know your thoughts, everyone. Uh, Gadget has kind of made it quite clear. No, I, I enjoyed it when it came out. I mean, it came out in what, 2003, so I would have been late teens. So it would have just been the kind of show that was on TV yeah. and you talk about and you and you do impressions of in the in the playground. Everyone did it. Um, everyone did it. It just come around at the time of there was no Twitter, there's no Facebook. Yep. to the mass people there so it just wasn't talked about in the wider scheme of things about when you look back and just think fucking hell some of these are very 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 wrong you only have to look at some of the characters like Ashraf the horse whisperer yeah yep. bad and very 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 bad who bless her was mentally challenged um, yep. you then had Ting Tong yep. Ty Bright yep. and Desiree Devere yeah, black woman played by Williams in full blackface. I mean, it it's <sighs> cringeworthy to see this sort of stuff now, and even Bo Selector as well. Um, had a yeah, that was that well. was. I I re- <laughs> admitted it. Admittedly, I really loved Bo Selector. I did too. And yeah. now I I would never into uh, Little Britain that much. I just thought it a bit. And this is going to sound bad. I thought it a bit tame, but it clearly isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was more into the Bo Selector like. Um, the Michael Jackson skits and stuff like that, but yeah, it's so fucking racist. Most of it, yeah, it's so bad. It, oh god, how little we knew. It's horrible, and, and that's horrible. what it is. It's you can say that certain comedies. Um, but I was a child comedians. myself, so yeah. I mean, you know I mean? even comedians, um, some of their material um, hasn't aged well either. Yeah. And th- th- this show is part of that, and and it's just a difficult one. But the fact that they have. Well, at least Lucas, as far as I'm aware, has come out and said that he regrets some of the stuff that they've done. And I guess with hindsight, you can look back and say that. But yeah, I, you see, I, you see, there's there's the point that I would change it for because I I've been on this on this planet on this planet for a good thirty five years now. At no point in my life have I ever considered blackface. And the the the, the idea that you say, well, well, you know, in hindsight, it might not have been. It shouldn't have been funny in the first place. No, it shouldn't. No, you're right. And you that's a, no, like, no, but that's what I mean. You're right. It's it's kind of understanding why it's offensive, and some people may have raised it back then, but the majority of people just never thought of it. The way that British comedy was seen, the characters that they had in shows and sketch shows, it's been around for like you say for years and years and years. And now it's it's just kind of understanding that, yeah, you know what, that's really offensive. It's nothing it to do matter. with wokeness, it's ignorance, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter which country the characters por- portrayed from either. It shouldn't be done. It's offensive for, me, for anybody. And, yeah, it's it's difficult. And like I say, there are some great characters in that show that are very funny. But, yes, yeah, some are not, and they have aged really badly. It's happened a lot, especially British comedy is absolutely rampant with it. You've got League of Gentlemen, Bo Selector, you've got... Um, even as far back as seventies, only fools and arses. Some some episodes are not allowed to be aired anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's just some words and some things that people say in 
Classics, Faulty Towers. Do you know what I mean? Monty Python. And I guess you could say that we've, it's good that we've moved on, that we've understood where we made those issues um, and people understand that now and hopefully comedy shows and things like that from now on will sort of steer themselves away from that. It's difficult, isn't it? Because like they say, back then it's what was made and now they look at it and go, yeah, we should have done that. But how many the, people the, actually the thing spoke is, up at the time? You, yeah, you that's, the, that's what I was going to get on to. I, I, I read a, 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 well, I, I say I read a book. I had a book read to me, <laughs> an audio book um, about how like tribalism were, if everyone else is enjoying it, you just start enjoying it. But then when everyone starts saying stuff about it, how bad it is, everyone starts waking up to how bad it is. It's, Little Britain was on. There was nothing else on. There was nothing else to do. So you watch it. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. I I, I get uh, even further back. Do you know what I mean? It's just how it is. It's unfortunately. It's I'm glad. I'm glad things are how they are now. Yes. Personally, because like even back, my my friendship group in general is more diverse than what it used to be when I was a teenager. Do you know what I mean? Just in, and that, that's not by me thinking right. Let's 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 get some diversity in my friendship. It's just how it is because I'm an adult. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just yeah, how yeah. it is, and absolutely, you move about a lot more and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just so wild that like I'm, I'm with gadget. It's wild that we're acceptable. That's or is it, it was it was like the um, what's it? Is it Alad the only gay in the village? Some, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink, big pink yeah. PVC costume. Yeah, yeah. The the, the entire the entire gag is just literally this guy sat in a pub wearing some PVC fetish wear or something. Yeah, like and that. then another gay turns up. He's not happy. Yeah, and it's just like, what's funny about that? You're just boiling down the concept of someone being gay to the the, the outfit that they wear or yeah their, their approach to sexuality. And then the whole joke is supposed to be that he's like very nervous around gay people yeah. or he, he doesn't. He's not actually gay or something like that, which is even more offensive in its own way, in its own right. Yeah, I think there's this, this, this like a skit <laughs> on where he can't be gay if he's never had sex with a man. I mean, that's bollocks. <laughs> that's yeah, exactly. Bollocks. Yeah, it's just it's it's absolutely abhorrent in places. Yeah, it and is. the The other problem, and I think this is just a, the nature of British skit shows, they lean too heavily on the jokes that they think work. Mm. So you, you'll get the same characters coming it? up over and. Like what I liked about stuff like Harry Enfield and the Fast Show is they had a few repeating characters, but there was usually something new in each episode, and it, it, they would just do the stuff as a one-off throwaway that would be pretty funny, and you'd never see it again. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I always or prefer you would the go two or three episodes. Be- yeah, or it'd be like two or three episodes before you'd see a character repeated or something like that. You know, I can, I can never remember. I don't think the Fast Show ever did like offensive racial stereotypes and stuff. I, I think they did. Uh, the fast show got pretty close to the knuckle a few yeah, times. Yeah, they, na- they, nas- as- they did national stereotypes like scousers and stuff like that, didn't they? Wick? But uh, that, well, that was Harry Enfield. Was Harry Enfield? Everyone, everyone in Liverpool hated him for that. When one. you have yeah. um, Marjorie <laughs> yeah. Dawes that ran Fat Fighters, you know, and again, it's about people's sizes were picked on. Fat it, was shaming, always, yeah. it was almost picking on people because they're different, you know, and that's where a lot of that comedy resided. It's pretty dark, isn't it? When you think about it, it's um, it's nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> Yeah, so it boils it down to, doesn't it? Laughing at laughing at other. They basically picked people. on easy targets that most people yes, at, the t- at the time weren't weren't speaking out for. Whereas yeah, these they, days, they, they, people a lot would, of the comedy was punching yeah, down. These days, people would like speak out for. You can't, you know, say that about this cat, this group of people, or that group of people. Um, yeah, I, you, you look at modern day sketch now. It's more a a, a play on societal issues rather than 
race and and sexuality, which I much prefer. I don't, think, I don't think there are any sketch shows out anymore. I like Key and, um, Key and Peele. Oh, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. Stuff like that, like, yeah. That's that. And there's that. But um, it's quite nerdy, isn't it? It goes down to deep cuts, like film references. and Yeah. yeah. And, and, every, and, but everything's covered, even their yeah. own colour as well. You know, they're picking yeah. everything. In, yeah. And that's what it, in the right way. Yeah. It is in the right, it is in the right way. It, it's, it's, it's like, it's not aiming at anyone. It's aiming at everyone. There's a difference, isn't there? Mm. It's whether you like love Milk him or Will hate Britain. him <laughs> <laughs> if you love him or hate him Ricky Gervais is very similar as well Yeah, he doesn't pick on anybody it's everybody you know he'll laugh for himself anything. yeah he said he said how can I be how can I be prejudiced when I don't like anyone <laughs> do you know what I mean it's like yeah okay yeah you're right it's aged like milk and uh, I'm going to move on from that topic to basically the same topic with my pick <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna I'm gonna breeze for it. I, I wanna talk about Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can have a laugh about Adam Sandler They've <laughs> aged like milk in quality and in con and content. So yeah. three I've picked there's actually a list of <laughs> the list I saw on the internet. The twenty worst Adam Sandler films. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fucking list. It must I think it's bigger, got, isn't it? It's got like five that are like Critically, like, oh, that that's good, that that's good, and it's usually when he's doing dramatical roles. <laughs> I was going to say, what what makes Adam Sandler like critic proof? Like the critics pan almost everything he does it's when he's not trying to be funny. See them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he does do slapstick comedy. <laughs> yeah. So um, the first Adam Sandler film. This is this is what I said to you off 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 mic, where I said because people still think Adam Sandler's good. <laughs> and it's so like, don't don't talk about Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler. Mr. Deeds changed my life. Shut up. <laughs> he literally is in our Discord, um, one of our uh, Discord members. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> sorry. I'm not sorry. So the first one, uh, these are quite, the, the thing is, that I've picked these three that I want to mainly talk about, but there's more we can riff on because these are modern. <laughs> these are modern. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, the first one, you don't mess with the Zohan. Has anyone seen this? No, no. It's about. I saw the trailer and and, and understood from the trailer that I would despise every second. Yeah, it's of it. about an Israeli special forces person played by Sandler. Oh God, it's not starting well. Yeah. It's not starting well, is it? <laughs> Who happens to be the best special forces in Israel? He is incredible. He can he can kill the baddies. He spins them around and turns them into a human pretzel and stuff like that. However, he wants to be a hairdresser what? in America. Now, straight away, <laughs> the film has. Massive gay panic about it. Oh, fuck's you sake. can't be a hairdresser if you're a straight Lafario. Why not? That kind of thing. All the way through it, the the f words dropped like it's hot, uh, and I, I don't like that word anyway. Um, there's misogynistic portrayal of Middle Eastern men, as in they don't talk to women. Yeah. <laughs> our, yeah. our women are a subservient class, and it's just disgusting. There's uh, anti-Semitism. People say, "Oh, well, Adam Sandler's Jewish." Yeah, but it's still nasty. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's still same with like Barat and stuff like that. It's still nasty. It's still horrible. And it's just this anti anti um, anything that's not Western type affair. Don't watch it. It's shit. The next one, Grown Ups, <laughs> one and two. <laughs> grown Ups was bad. So Grown Ups has got fiscal irresponsibility written all over it. If, <laughs> if you're <laughs> If you're if you're a new parent and you watch grown-ups and think we should be like this, don't. Because you will be in debt. 
And that is not funny. Uh, also, neglect of children. Basically, the whole, both films, yeah. they're neglecting the kids all the way through it. If, if social services knew exactly what was going off, those <laughs> kids would be taken off them. Um, and the third thing, it's fucking shite. <laughs> they are We're bad. seeing a theme here. They're bad films. Uh, the worst one of the modern Sandler films is called That's My Boy. Now, straight away, first 15, 15 seconds, paedophilia for comedy value. Ooh. What? Yes, so it's about a young uh, guy called Donnie Berger has sex. He's about, he's about 13, he has sex with his teacher, um, and he becomes the stud of the school. Yay! Hot for teacher, that kind of thing. <laughs> He becomes right. he becomes a school legend, and then by the time we see him as Adam Sandler's age, he's just a drunk, washed out, and they have a he gets the teacher pregnant, and that's my boy. Blah blah blah. Um, also in the same film, incest for comedy value. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Um, also, hitting women for comedy value. For fuck's sake. Mm. Yeah. He's really gone out to town for this one. As in he? kicking women in the groin for comedy value. Like, ooh, this shouldn't ooh. hurt you. You're a woman. Duff. Horrible. 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 Ah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not even five years old, that film. <laughs> Jesus. What about, what, what about how, where in the list does uh, The Ridiculous Six come? Because that was a film that was considered so racist, half its cast walked I off. didn't want to discuss it because it was that bad. Like, <laughs> I think the first minute there's a racist joke. Um, yeah. All what movie is that? Which one was that? Ridiculous Six. The Ridiculous Six. It. Are they trying so, to ape um, Liz and Saddles? Uh, no, uh, no, uh, no, no, no. 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 So, so they were trying to do like a comedic... Um, Mag- uh, uh, Magnificent Seven. Yeah, Magnificent oh. Seven. No, Mag- Mag- Magnificent Seven. Yeah. And um, they'd cast a lot of um, uh, Na- Native American um, yes. c- uh, people for, to play the Indians, yes. so to speak. And they, they got there and they actually said, like, here are the lines you got. And basically they'd been written as uh, savages and yes. idiots and all this thing. Like, a lot of, like, the very Wild West 1940s and 50s but they were kind saying of portrayals it's a of these people. It's a homage. It's yeah, a racist went, times. <laughs> Yeah, basically the entire the entire Native American cast were it was about about fifty of them out. as well. Yeah, they just went fuck this and they walked off. So the CG, <laughs> what they did, the CGI them in instead. Yeah, no. yeah, yes! <laughs> CGI Natives. I didn't even know about and, any of this. Uh, and no, yeah, that, that was that that was the first film in his uh, six film Netflix deal. Yes. And I'm pretty sure when that news broke, there was some people at Netflix going, eh, can we get my money back? Yeah, they couldn't buy, it. They couldn't buy out of it. <laughs> Nef- Netflix <laughs> need to stop doing this. Just I know. stop giving people money up front and then finding out what the project is. Yeah. <laughs> Find out what the project is. Do you think it's going to be worthwhile your, your time and money? Yes or no? Stop just going, here's money, give us a project. And then when they turn in an absolute shite, go, oh. <laughs> Like, the thing is, this is not just modern Sandler. Like in all his films, he basically has the most beautiful wife and continues to moan about how shit his life is. That annoys me. Um, he's got a fucking mansion in most of his films. <laughs> yeah, fifty percent of his movies have him playing a mentally challenged role and mocking speech impediments. That's fifty percent. He's putting on some kind of mental speech impediment kind of disability. He keeps giving it- Rob Schneider work. Yeah, that's that's a that's a war crime in itself. <laughs> and on a, on, a, on a slightly less significant crime, he keeps giving David Spade work as well. Oh, again, <laughs> Rob Schneider. He hasn't done anything decent since. Like milk. 
I mean, like I say, it's a shame because he can do drama and comedy well, but it's basically when he's not written any of it, when he's just acting. <laughs> He's a lot better. Yeah, like he was. It. He was like he was fantastic in Uncut yes. Gems, but he didn't have any any hand in making no. that other than being the star of he's it. He's good at dramatic. Uh, he's, uh, what's that? Um, funny I'm people sh- as well. Shy love or something. Punch drunk love. Yeah. Um, Happy Gilmore. I like. Oh, like like. Well, well, yeah. Is 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 nineties? One of his before he was one of his before he was writing it himself when it was based on his kind of his comedy. He had a comedy like, troupe, didn't he? When, as well, yeah. So yeah. So which is where like people like Kevin James and David Spade came yeah. from and stuff like that. But you, you know, when he was doing Billy Madison or uh, Happy Gilmore or, or um, The Water Boy and stuff like that, The Wedding Singer, yeah. like he was trying. And the thing is, like films, now like, he's just trying. <laughs> films like Big Daddy, it's got strong like surrogate parent morals. However, it's sprinkled with objectification of breasts. That's the thing. He try <laughs> like a lot of his <laughs> earlier works. He's like people are oh, Billy Madison and stuff like that. Yeah, but there's still like it's there's still a lot of. Um, like just objectification and stuff like that. It's just, it's just not nice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, I don't think, in my opinion, he deserves what he gets. He gets all these movies and people love him. Like he did my that wife Hubie... loves his fifty-first dates with. He did that Drew Hubie Halloween. Did you see that Hubie Halloween no. last year? No. Oh my god, no. he's a fucking train wreck. See, and again, he's got a speech impediment. <laughs> see, again, recently he did the Merry Witch stories. Yeah, comedy drama with him, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. The drama, a com- like a drama film. He is. He is good at, at like um, he can do sad scenes really well. Adam Sandler because he's got a, he's got one of those acting faces. He's, you know what I mean? He's, he's he can do it, but it's when he's screaming at the guy in, in every single one of his films. He's the hardest bastard in that film. He kicks the <laughs> shit out of everybody. <laughs> in all of his films, all of them, and it's just oh, come right. On. So you're gonna get into some shit here. Who Why? So I was looking for who said something about Adam Sandler films in our mm-hmm. Discord. Mm-hmm. It was Candy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not scared. Sandler's of out of my always are my go-to when I'm feeling poop. Either physically or mentally, they're just stress-free and comforting. So she's probably watching an Adam Sandler film right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, she's watching. That's my boy. For that, so those are beautiful incest oh, scenes. Oh, please, and... can we not message her and see if she's actually watching Adam Sandler? Movie? <laughs> Honestly, I think the all of them, even his newest, apart from like the one, like as we said, the ones he hasn't written, they've aged like milk. He, he is terrible. Like. Oh, I, I don't even. I don't think he's ever won an Academy Award, has he? And I hope he never does. No, sh- I, sh- I think he should have been nominated for Uncut Gems. I think he was. I think he's overlooked for that because of the other shite that he comes out with. Yeah, but he people did, remember he, he did Go win on, an sorry. award, another award. Um, I think it was like a Screen Actors Guild Award or something. Mm. And his acceptance speech on that is incredible. You should you should watch it. But it basically boils down to it's just like for all the other. People that were nominate, nominated for this, you will forever be known as the person who lost an acting award to Adam Sandler. Yeah, because he knows. <laughs> he knows. Like for a long period, I think ten films in a row, all his films were shot on location for an holiday. He oh, knows yeah. what he's fucking doing. He knows what he's doing. That's what I think. He's he's smarter than he's letting on. <laughs> he's, he's not stupid. He's got his own 
He's got his own company. Do you oh, know what I mean? Isn't he in? I pronounce you Chuck, Chuck and Larry. Chuck and Larry. Yeah, yeah. That was in my. That's in one of, in one of my um, thingy mentions. Is uh, it? Honorable mentions. Yeah. Yeah, where where they have to pretend to be gay and oh, it's horrible being gay. Yeah. Ooh, mm. I can't kiss another man. They'll think I'm gay. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking give him a snog. Shut up. Oh yeah, Adam Sandler he just gets on my wick and. People still love him, but I think he's aged like milk. Come at me, internet. Come at me. Candy. And Candy. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gadget, do you have something that's aged like milk? I do, I do. And I, I ruminate on this one because I, I had several options coming into this one. Um, and and, li- and literally, I got a, I got a text in the middle of this recording that has reminded me um, of of something else. Um, <laughs> oh, you're so, so flippant! So I, oh, absolutely. Um, who remembers when new metal was good? Um, and looking around, nobody. Lies. There's some good new metal. I'll not. No, I'll not have, no there isn't. Yes, there is. I mean, Limp Bizkit did score a number one single with Rolling. They were rocking the set, weren't they? He's just mentioning my. He's mentioning my. Uh, Honorable mentions, Maria. <laughs> just limp biscuit. It's just one of my mentions. <laughs> Are you ready, Con? That's so, another one. So it's, yeah. So I, I went. I went. Out, I got went to good old Wikipedia and got a list of new metal bands. And I just decided to have like a, just a kind of a glance through while everyone else was talking, just to see. You know, is it a case of all these bands that I would listen to today? And no, there's only not many of them only at like all. Linkin Park that I think are good <laughs> from that that yeah, era. Well, well, you know, remember bands like 311? Um, Edema. Edema. I knew you were going to say Edema. They always pop up. <laughs> Plus you read it in alphabetical order. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Crazy Town. That one song. Everyone did. remembers Crazy yeah. Town. They did one song, didn't they? Yeah. No, they did two songs. The second metal, song was... I thought they were more pop rock. Yeah. Uh, they, 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 no, no. Uh, if you listen to the songs, that, the song that released other than um, I mean, Butterfly. Yeah, there's a lot of shit in there, but there's some bands that I absolutely still I love. That was a riff of uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, it was, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it was, yeah. mate. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, it is the genre that gave us Five Finger Death Punch. And I hate them. As you quite rightly should. They're a dreadful they're terrible. band. They're, they're like the Beatles of metal. They're like just manufactured into this, this fucking... Like everyone, everyone. Ad- I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the Beatles, but everyone like it's. It, it, they clearly didn't know each other. These guys <laughs> They've just been slapdash together, like the Beach Boys. Uh, H, sorry. Blo- H-, H blocks who um whose whose biggest single that that went around the world was a really bad rap metal cover of "I've Got the Power." Never heard of it. I've, I mean, I've heard that oh, song, it's... but not, not yeah, the new but, version. Oh, it... worth looking up because it's <laughs> just dreadful German rap metal. Oh. Yeah, uh, Kid Rock satisfied this genre for quite I'm a while. I'm a cowboy. I'm a singer in black. <laughs> oh god, that's such well, a bad well, song. Yeah, uh, American band. I, mean, I mean, you know, such 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 a bard for the ages. When 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 he can release a song and get a hit single with bar with the bar with bangy bang diggy 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 said the boogie said up drop the boogie. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you and can that roll is our pod title. You can suck my dick. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um, I listened to that the other day. <laughs> He used to I be the Undertaker's entrance theme. He did when he's right. Yeah, he did. I bet, I bet when you fucking bombing around in car, I bet you've got Kid Rock blaring no, out. No, it's the only song I've got. Middle finger in the air. It's the only Kid Rock song I've got. <laughs> you, two, you two are such gatekeepers. 
Metal. Uh, it's it's not a gate, it's not a gatekeeper thing. It's more that it's just it's a metal. If you go back and listen to a lot of these songs, they are really it's a lot horrible of and misogynistic. Yeah. Oh, that's why I put like, Limp, that's why I had Limp Biscuit as my yeah. honorable mention. <laughs> yeah, but Nickelback are worse than Limp Biscuit. Just I mean, I mean, just, I mean, I, like I, again, they ignored me. This is, I mean, I mean, the, the, yeah, okay. This is going to be me being really gatekeepery, but so uh, my generation was one of Limp Bizkit's biggest songs. Have you actually read the lyrics to it? We don't, no. don't give a fuck, and we won't ever give a fuck. Yeah, that one. Yeah, but that's probably did, that's yeah. Did, from that. It did make yeah an amazing outro to WrestleMania 17. <laughs> Any non, even what even non Limp Bizkit wrestling? fans love that outro to WrestleMania 17 when they use that. <laughs> Fucking incredible. Most wrestling fans are Limp Bizkit fans. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> there, there, there was also this element, it was a genre, it was a genre that uh, allowed the concept of having DJs in with metal bands. <laughs> and <laughs> I bet Stevie's got you, the tattooed chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I've got permanent chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> if only stick a fly. <laughs> Oh god! Yeah, Limp Bizkit yeah, are the worst out of all. Then they have to be. No, I mean, no, probably I'm, I'm, Kid yeah. Rock. <laughs> probably Kid Rock. I mean, I would, I would say Kid Rock because he's still going on. But then so are Limp Bizkit. What about the Insane Clown Posse? What do they? What do they fit in? Now in all they, 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 now they weren't, they weren't um, new metal. They were just shit. <laughs> yeah. What actually? Like Limp Bizkit. How do you get Limp the just released a song called Dad Vibes. <laughs> Dad Vibes. <laughs> how do you get classed as new metal exactly? It's usually they they have like a DJ in it, don't they? That's usually so, one of uh, the things. New, sort of new metal tended to tended to have like a, a focus on not being kind of like outwardly a metal band, but being more of a kind of a, a fusion of rap and metal. It tended to have more hip hop beats. Yeah, they don't technically have like guitar solos either, do they? No, they tend to also like add in extra instrumentation, extra hip hop stuff. So that's yeah. why you get like DJs and samplers and stuff. Yeah, like because of because of all that stuff, like Slipknot were classed as a new metal band, and they kind of never really were. They just happened to have a DJ and a sampler. I like, see Slipknot as a heavy metal band. Yeah, Slipknot were more of a, just kind of this weird fusion band. They never mm. really fit the type. And after after, like, after Iowa, they explicitly went like really thrashy and really heavy. They did, to get didn't away they? From yeah. That. yeah. Um. But it's yeah, it's also just kind of a lot of the marketing, a lot, a lot of the um, a lot of Adidas. Yeah, it's new, I mean, I think uh, new metals <laughs> they try to be heavier and louder than metal. Like if you say like met, some some people, you say metal, they think they think people like ACDC and um, yeah, no, they do, yeah, and Ozzy and stuff like that. And it's just yeah. like that's not metal to me. That's rock. Yeah, like but some people, that's what they see metal as, and I think new metal was just. They just took it a bit louder and heavier and screamier. Especially, I, I don't think I, I wouldn't necessarily screamier because that's my like post hardcore, isn't it? The screamy stuff. I, pro- it's like, yeah. I like rock music and I like hip hop, but I'm really surprised that. I Do you not like Anthrax? Like, like, they're okay. I mean, it's, like, again, they did a lot of hip hop. They did Public Enemy and stuff. Yeah. But it's just kind of never really got into like, it. A, a big thing with a lot of new metal as well is very angsty lyrics. Very um, fuck you, Dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, lots of lots of daddy issues. Oh, trust me, it. I listened to a lot of emo music. That was all about that it. as well. I would go outside, but I didn't because there's people outside. Oh no! It's <laughs> <laughs> a perfect emo song. Yeah, oh, d- d- emo sound. I, I, I as well. can't get away from it because I used to listen to all that shite. I still do. Oh my oh, god, oh, I'm so okay. sad. Ugh. Oh, actually, I've just I've just realised looking down this list of new metal bands on on Wikipedia. 
Vanilla Ice is in there. I don't think he ever did new metal. What? What? Vanilla Ice, Ice Baby. No chance. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he's just right above Vega Star. For me, new metal. It does. It does. You've you've got your two camps. You've got your your Linkin Park, which. They 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 jumped after like the first maybe two albums they just left new metal didn't they and became this yeah. arena band then there was Limp Bizkit they were just left on the wayside to rot <laughs> <laughs> and then and then and then all the bands that um, Fred Durst helped out yeah like Puddle of Mud Stained uh, <laughs> people who joined his Interscope imprint I think a lot of new metal as well it's it's very American isn't it oh, incredibly yeah. American like th- th- there weren't many UK. New metal a few bands. weren't there, like this, A. This Wikipedia list has got like Rage Against Rage Against Machine and Ramstein down as new metal. I'm like, come on. No, that's yeah. industrial industrial metal is Ramstein, isn't it? Rage, too many Rage were around before genres. new metal was even a thing. Rage were fucking yeah. punk, weren't they? They were like fucking <laughs> I might edit the list. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think, I think we're gonna have to go and fix it. Citation needed. <laughs> yeah. Like like Carnival weren't a um, new metal mm. band, they were more of a progressive band. Uh, Tommy Lee wasn't new metal; he was just a cunt. Um, no, he 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 did steer a boat with his dick. You've got to respect. Uh, there it. Are You've some, got I'm, to respect. I'm sorry, it. but there are some in this list that I still like and still listen to and enjoy. Like name some, please. Machine Out Head. Yourself. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Machine Head. Whenever this is, Machine this Head is going off new list. metal album, and it was dreadful. Uh, Mudvayne. I still like some of their stuff. Prog. Progressive. Um, yeah. Well, I, I'm just going off this list. If it's classic, yeah. Oh no, yes, yeah. they're not new metal. Other fuck. Is there MC Hammer in that list? <laughs> no, uh, this list is terrible. <laughs> I think it, it wasn't a genre that, that disturbed. That, that, that just I still like disturbed. Disturbed are disturbed and yeah. new metal. Yeah, they are. It's, it's, but they're like a perfect circle, weren't new metal or stuff like that. It shift of fucking work. It didn't last though, did it? It didn't last. That's the thing. It, it, no, it only lasted about four or five. They years. all like, skirted off. They all skirted off to their own thing, and then some of them just became rock bands. Some of them became metal bands. Some of them became. Pop bands, you know yeah, what I mean? it's... And, and but for for a long time there was a lot of money in new metal. Like like probably I think probably about the time that Limp Bizkit and Linkin Park was kind of breaking out in two thousand and one. And Khan, let's not forget like, Khan. They're getting away with a lot of fucking shit. Well, we're not. Well, we're not. Well, not because Corn have been going since like ninety three. Yeah, like they shit. kind of almost invented the genre. Khan songs I really um, like still. So I can't even write their name right. That's, that's a deliberate. Thing. <laughs> there was this glut of bands that came out in like 2003 or four, like when record labels realized, "Fuck, there's money in this." Yeah, yeah, and then Screamo like, came like out proper, not not far after. Yeah, like like proper um, copycat bands as well. Like I'll I keep going back to them to shit on them because I, I always will. But Edema, like they only became so they only got signed because uh, Jonathan Davis was the lead singer's cousin. Wow, nepotism at its <laughs> finest. I never, I never. Even oh yeah, heard absolutely. Them. They were terrible. Oh, Ad- uh, they were on Kerrang! Oh, the all the time. Is it Adima? Yeah, oh, yeah, Adima. They were literally on Kerrang and Scuzz on repeat. Oh, I mean, just I'm going to listen. To, you carry on. I'm going to listen to one while you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the song that you need to listen to. Uh, it's the way you like it. Listen to that. Oh, one. Oh, fucking hell! And I'll put a clip in for people to hear the shite that it was. There we go. The way you like it. I mean, you could just tell from like the thumbnail. Yeah. Don't live a shame, cause feeling change and fame remains. No reason why you're gonna wanna take me home tonight. It's 
all the same Up in this game, the people change And money claims everyone from everything I can't believe that you would think that's after me I was amazed at the torment that you put me through If you could see right through the greed and all your needs You'd realize that you were just about as bad as me what is this video? <laughs> just rolled up to a, like a, a stoplight and these two hot women, of course, are in a car and he's just like, just hops in their car. I always, I, I have an anecdote and I don't know if the class is doing just, well. Yeah, this is I, just I, all generic. I feel like that. My mate, like, he, he rang me up on his, knock, on, on his Nokia's saying, you've got to come over here, I've, I've discovered a new band. So rocked up to his black bedroom. Because everything was, everything was. <laughs> I was just checking my nail varnish to see if it was still on my fingers, and my eyeliner <laughs> looked great. And he said, "Listen to this," and he put on Godsmack. Remember that standalone song? Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, I remember that. I went. This is wank. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> it's proper. It's it. And that, no offense, Stig, but that Godsmack song is a wrestler's theme tune. It's just that's what it sounds like to me. It's just like. A good opening riff, somebody running down Titantron, and that's it. I don't want to hear it rest at the song. <laughs> and a lot of the new metal songs did that. They had like a really good punchy start, and then they just got shit. They went through a they went through a stage in wrestling of like um, getting new metal bands and stuff to do, oh, yeah. to remix the songs and redo things. Like Undertaker had Limp Biscuit, didn't he? Yeah, Steve Austin had one by Disturbed. Did one, and I, it, like I, I pretty admit I like Disturbed. Some of the songs I really like, but like that was just it didn't fit. Mm. It just didn't mm. fit, like having Steve Austin, this redneck, coming down to this new metal, <laughs> like new metal track, <laughs> and like it sounded like the the lyrics sounded like um, you couldn't hear what they were saying really. So it sounded like my pancakes are living inside you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like you'd have him coming down to Leonard Skinner by by his persona, wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Like a southern. Okay, no, his ugh. music's fine. His normal music is fine. Never, bad out, bad out, yeah, bad but like, yeah, just this weird disturbed song that, and it, and it and it taints some of the when you go back and listen, watch some of the matches or the endings and stuff, and it has this like this song that's over the top of it. It's like, oh yeah, forgot about that. <laughs> I really like that Limp Biscuit track they did for Mission Impossible. I thought that, the bassline for that was really cool. What take, do you take, mean? The, the, the Mission Impossible theme? Yeah. Take yeah, a look around. It's not It is. Great. It is. <laughs> they haven't done a good song. That bass, that bass line that they used from the original theme is really good. It's not. It is. It is. <laughs> it's I, don't, I don't even like the music, but I like that. I thought oh, that was really good. Shite. Oh, it's fucking shite. I, 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 mean, I mean, to be fair, the, the lyrics for Take a Look Around are some truly inspired shit. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, all the, te- all the tension in the world today, all the little girls filling up the world today. Mm. When the good comes to bad, the bad comes to good, but I'm going to live my life like I should. <laughs> now what? Now all the critics want to hit it. Oh, he's singing it. You shit. What's it going to do? You can how we did it. <laughs> Just because they don't get it. But I'll stay fitted. New Era committed. Now this red cap gets a rap from his critics. <laughs> <laughs> now I know why you want to hate me, because hate is all the world has even seen lately. See? You remember it. Yeah, it's Mission Impossible theme. No, I'm talking about Oodles singing away. It's just the Mission Impossible theme. It's not original. It's done well. I reckon if you read out some of the lyrics from some of your, like, Artists that you love, they'll sound shit as yeah, well. Yeah, I listened to a song today from 2005, uh, My Knife is in Your Uterus. It doesn't really ring <laughs> true today. <laughs> I was into proper black metal back then. I was such a bad person, and I still am. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh yeah, new metal generally hasn't aged well. Some of it has, some of it, most of it hasn't. I, I'm on, I'm in the camp where it wasn't good when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, excellent, excellent picks. So whew, that segment aged like milk, didn't it? But I want to know it aged to milk. <laughs> <laughs> the level of milk. <laughs> yeah, I want to know what level Gold of milk top that was. <laughs> I want to know what level of milk our listeners are currently at. What state? Is it a liquid? Is it a gas? Is it a solid? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll start off with Candy, because uh, she she did write in, since she couldn't be here this evening. Uh, Stig, do you, do you want to read this out in your perfect Candy impression? Oh, God, I haven't. Um... All right, Babbers. How now, brown cow? I can't even do her voice. All right, I, can't, I, I can't do it. I just like, all right, me Babbers. Um, I mean, no, you said Candy's just... Candy's just come on to do our uh, to do this bit. Just popped on. Uh, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, me, but <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. As we were saying, oh, we like Little Britain. They were they were mocking women doing women's voices and stuff, and we're just doing to do exactly the same thing. <laughs> oh, no, I just I just wanted to torture Stig. So, uh, yeah, what? Candy said, firstly, huge apologies to the boys' own and listeners for not being on this evening. I currently sound like Deirdre Barlow drowning in a swamp. What the hell does that sound like, and who is that? Like Stig's impression of her, I think. <laughs> being as I've spent most last couple of days in bed, I've taken the opportunity to catch up on Squid Game on the recommendation of our wonderful listeners in Discord. What an absolute roller coaster! I've thoroughly enjoyed it so far. It's been likened to Battle Royale, and while I do see the obvious similarities, it also has a light-hearted edge to it in places. If you can call brutal violence and graphic scenes of desperation and bodily harm light-hearted, of course. Maybe a more accurate comparison would be to Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> One thing I haven't seen mentioned much has been the score. The music in it was co- composed by Jile Young, who wrote the score for Parasite, and Oksha. Mm. The music is catchy and horrifying, and really contributes to the series' unique style. Good point. The show has done so well that the South Korean broadband have sued Netflix after a huge surge in users <laughs> trying to gain access to the show. No way! So she goes on to say, I had planned for my Age Like Milk topic to be The Ringer, the 2005 film starring Johnny Knoxville, who, in a bid to, in a bid to win some money, would fake a mental disability to enter the Special Olympics. The idea itself sounds completely politically incorrect, and that's exactly how it came across after watching it. In fact, I didn't make it to the end of the film. However, while doing research, I came to learn that the film was made with the blessing of the Special Olympics board. They gave the board the final say on the script and carte blanche to have any scenes cut that they deemed inappropriate. The film included over 150 disabled athletes and actors and gave them a platform to showcase their acting and athletic abilities. The directors, the Farrelly brothers, were longtime volunteers with Best Buddies, a mentoring program for people with intellectual disabilities. So whereas I'd planned to absolutely let rip on the film, I've now come to see it in a slightly different light. <laughs> it's still really offensive. Yeah. I mean, the Farrelly brothers don't generally do things that aren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um, South Park did an episode like this, didn't they? Yes. I yeah, they did, quite, yeah. I uh, am apologetic for a lot of things that South Park do because they just kind of rip on everyone, but that one was... Uh, yeah, it's a bad one, isn't it? Slightly too far. I, I, I just want yeah. to apologise to the, the world for Johnny Knoxville's acting career, really. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> he is fucking shit. Uh, Alex79UK said Bill Hicks. At the time, he seemed like a prophet and a poet. Try listening now. There's an awful lot of blatant misogyny yes, and homophobia in his material. <clears throat> yes. And Terrestrial Extra followed that uh, replied to him saying, I was thinking comedy too. Eddie Murphy's Delirious and Raw are filled with sexism, racism, and homophobia. Mm-hmm. Oh, the 80s, just gross. In fact, my pick for what's age like milk? The 80s. <laughs> <laughs> the decade we were all born except for Biggie. 
Futile Exercise said early 3D games in general, the whole PS1 and Saturn library hasn't aged well. The N64 has some stinkers too. See, what I mean? The, the N64 has some stinkers too. People are so delicate with the N64. Yeah, the whole... I'm starting to side with Stig bigger on There's this. There's no the whole so of the PS1 yeah, library. Where's he going with that? So fucking precious. Have they seen Final Fantasy IX? It's gorgeous. Ugh. Have you seen Final Fantasy VII? It looks yeah, like shit. Yeah, that does look like shit. Oh. That's why I didn't want to say it. It does, but people still play it. It's still, it's still playable. Brilliant. Yeah, but they, they always skirt around the N64 like it's some it golden god of game. There's years a difference later, between something that it might look like shit, like Final Fantasy VII does look like shit, but it's still playable. Plays well. You yeah. can still play it and enjoy it. Yeah. You can't play GoldenEye anymore. Nope. Uh, Pete Beckett said, Dual cancer, Molly Ringwald. One of the best-looking <laughs> actresses of the 80s. Her career fizzled out in the 90s. Can we also just point out 16 Candles has not oh, aged no. well in the slightest. Oh, no. No. That one's a baddie. Oh, that's, that a, that's a naughty film, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, not a good one. Uh, real answer, GoldenEye on the N64. Fucking hell, he's coming out. Pete's coming out swinging here. Yeah. Uh, great game at the time, but compared to how modern shooters are now, it's incredibly difficult to go back and play a single stick shooter. I mean, he's not see, wrong. See? The good ship Stig. We're all sailing it. <laughs> uh, ben Monroe said, uh, Hey ho, ME crew. Just to spot a feedback for your age like milk. Connect. <laughs> okay, it's only been 11 years since the launch of the Xbox Connect, way back. Uh, so it hasn't had too much aging, but my word, what a spectacular crash and burn that system had. Launching a games market dominated by Nintendo's motion-controlled Marvel, the Wii, Xbox sort of take a piece of that pie. It was great. It hardly worked, but it was very novel and everyone wanted to give it a go. Everyone wanted to speak to Milo and then work up a sweat playing Fruit Ninja. But when things didn't quite take off the way MS expected, they doubled down on it and made, a, made it a compulsory pack-in with their next system, the Xbox One. The Kinect quickly switched from a novel add-on to the vast uh, 360 library to a weight around the ankles of the Xbox One, dragging them to the depths of console platform doom. <laughs> the market for motion controls has since moved on to the world of VR, and the Kinect has left a very ugly stain on the memory of the Xbox One. I've never played a Kinect game, but I have, I, oh, Kinect I have one, because when my kids play the Xbox with their friends on Roblox, it's a very good microphone, and they, they don't have to wear a headset, so I know what's going off, I know what they're talking about. Uh, I've never had the, the. I've never used it as a webcam or a connect cam or anything like that. I'd, I'd, I fucking hate games where I can't lay on my ass and play them. That's why I, I hate the way. I got to connect when they came out. Connect. I got to connect when they came out, and the technology was cool. It had a, a good concept. The problem was it just wasn't refined. I just enough. want to sit down and play games. It didn't. It didn't track your body particularly well. And because you generally play, because the way it worked, it, like with the Wii, you had buttons on the controllers, you know, so you could still interact with menus and stuff, even if the motion control got a bit wonky. Didn't have that with a Kinect. Mm. You had to stick your hand up in the air like you hold, were doing like, some rather offensive yeah, salute. Do, do that, and it would, like, you had to hold it, and then it would go around the circle. But like I said in the Fail Tech episode, like, there were some games that it worked really well with. Uh, it ended up just becoming a just dance peripheral. Yeah, because we, we got that Star Wars um, Han Solo. Jason Derulo song, didn't we, out of the Kinect? <laughs> yeah. It's an absolute banger. Speaking quickly about Xbox One, their uh, launch aged like milk pretty much instantly, didn't it? Uh, that, 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 well, that just crashed and burned on, on release. That, that wasn't it. Oh, aged, no, like, but milk. I mean, it, it just turned no. rotten. And it came out clotted, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, it came out bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ben finishes off saying the PS Vita had the best UI. It, yes, I told you. Failed, though, didn't it? Not in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Ray has stepped in. 
Saying, uh, if a teacher is constantly making random students stand up for a pop quiz, his class probably isn't interesting enough to hold anyone's attention. Meanwhile, if a game has to force gamers to push certain buttons, especially during the storytelling sections, it may not sit well with gamers today. Quick time events was first made popular as a solution to the attention loss during prolonged cutscenes, but it's such a cheap and crude way to interact with players, sometimes it feels as intrusive as holding, uh, holding your eye open clockwork orange style. <laughs> Furthermore, like the quickfire and pop quiz in class, QTEs can be more, more effectively distract people with the pressure than making them focus on the content. And none was surprised the mechanic revealed to a universal thumbs down. As such, it is generally phased out after a short period of trendiness. Let's be grateful towards the designers who found more organic ways to make games interactive and press F to their <laughs> bad QTEs a farewell. Is that whole game Azura's Wrath that's just QTEs, isn't there? Hmm. What, what was that one that FromSoft released, the, the Ninja one? Oh, 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 oh. It's not your jiber, is it? No, it's something. Oh, God, yeah, I remember it, though. Oh, That, that, that was like cute. Like you're running up arts. a building and you just got to keep tapping A or tap Y to dodge a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, what was that now? <laughs> press, y, press Y to throw your motorcycle at the giant monster <laughs> yeah, kind pre- of thing. Press, press right trigger, left trigger, right trigger to win. I, kind of think. I think the Tomb Raider reboot had that one. It was you sliding down things, and it's just like press this to slide that way, press that to duck under yeah, this. Yeah, it had them. Like, no, God of War is a bit guilty of that. It is, but God of War, you can turn them off. Yay! So my, I always oh, turn n- it off. Ninja Blade. Yeah. That was the one. Ninja, Ninja Blade. Blade. My, that's it. So Resident Evil Four. We have to blame for like kind of making them popular. Mm. Yeah, but it's fun when you've got a chainsaw controller. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have that? Yeah, on GameCube, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sold it immediately because it's terrible. I wish I'd not sold it now. It's probably worth a lot of money. Probably. Yeah. So, so, uh, I, still, I still remember that reveal of it um, in um, Call of Duty Advanced Warfare as the press F to pay response. <laughs> <laughs> absolute. Oh, God. Absolute classic of the genre. I love it. I mean, there, there are some, like, uh, and I know I'm a big Kojima fan, but in, in his, because um, he's got like 45 minute long FMVs, but all they do is like, you can zoom in and out of them too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> there's no, there's no like um, QTEs. You just, you can just play with the camera a little bit so, you, so your controller doesn't turn off. <laughs> Bloody Heavy Rain is almost like a full QTE as well. I think on them, uh, well, that's just David Cage yeah, I think in on general. Them story games is different, isn't it? Because they've got to, they've got, because they've got to put gameplay in in them, haven't they? Or they're just going to be <laughs> like visual novels. Even they have them now. Fucking shite. Well, the, the, yeah, but it's the way David Cage puts it, puts them in where you've like usually got to like fiddle with like twist your hands and some yeah, weird contortion yeah. to do four or five things at mm, once. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. They're impossible. Some of them. <laughs> I mean, James Farley got stuck on a door for half an hour. <laughs> he did. He did. And he got shit for it. But I remember that game being terrible for, like, grippage. Uh, oh, yeah, it was bad. Uh, Bobby Wayne's finally come well, out with an email. about time. Good man. Christ. This is four He's months in the me. making. He's upset me as well. Oh. Yeah, he says, hello there, cheesy podcasters. Get it? Because old milk is cheese. Mm, yeah. First of all, sorry for my lack of email stick. I hope this makes it up does. It really does, because I've read what it is. <laughs> A game that has aged like milk to me is Final Fantasy VII. It has aged like milk. I keep telling you it's ugly as fuck. After listening to Candy talk about Sephiroth on the Best Baddies episode, I decided to give the game another go. I originally played it like most in the PS1 days. However, due to a scratch on disc 2, I never actually got to complete it, but still had a torture my memory as a great game. You should have done the the switch out of Blockbuster trick. Yes. Go go rent it out and switch your scratch disc with that. (laughs) That was you, was it? Oh, I used to do it all the time. 
Playing it again in 2021 isn't quite so refreshing. While I'm happy to look past the graphics, and in fact some of the hand-drawn pre-rendered displays are still incredibly beautiful to this day, the gameplay and story presentation are just awful. First of all, gameplay is an endless sequence of the same battles over and over again as you navigate your way through the world. (laughs) Navigating your way through the world often requires you to mash directional buttons until you move from one end of the screen to the next. (laughs) Progression is very linear, and the few side quests that exist are not exactly obvious to find. Material growth takes an age and thus encourages constant grind. This is particularly annoying as I spent a lot of time growing status materia such as slow, bio, and mini, only to find that past part two, almost every enemy is yeah. to these effects. <laughs> it's such a waste of time. And also, when you progress in the game, because it's like a like a Tamagotchi, they just grow on their own anyway, even without battling. Such a strange thing. This all contributes to the fact that the game was designed to sell walkthroughs with it. Yes. <laughs> if you want to unlock Yuffie, there's a combination of dialogue options that make no sense you need to go through to unlock her, <laughs> and if you fail to have her in specific parts of the overworld all over again. Uh, and if you fail, if you fail, you have to find her in specific yes. parts of the overworld all over again. Worst of all is the key of the ancients, a quest item hidden so well I guarantee not many people found it easily without help. <laughs> this brings me to the story. While it's an interesting story, it's presented so poorly it's hard to keep up with. The story starts off pretty well until you leave Calm and then it jumps from one place to the next. Shinra go from the main enemy to Sephiroth even though he's supposed to be dead. Genova seems pretty important so you kill her multiple times. <laughs> Cloud is a soldier, except he's not but he went through the same enhancements as a soldier. <laughs> the Turks want to catch Aerith but have known where she lives forever, etc, etc, etc. And let's not forget you're playing as a literal group of terrorists. <laughs> I'm... F- 50 hours in now, determined to finish the game, but those rose-tinted glasses are well and truly out of focus now. Sorry for shitting on a beloved game, but to make it make up for it, here's a photo of oodles that age like milk. And I'm sure Stig will tweet you that out. You fucking what? What's he got? What's he done? What's he done? <laughs> <laughs> he that before he What's he done? <laughs> Where's that? Where's that email? What's he done? The little shit. Where you know he it? can resend it if he deletes it. It's not I'll kill him. There we go. It's saved. Oh my god! <laughs> I've seen it. Yeah, see, it's Eddie yes, Oodles. Oodles, Oodles with his with his fabulous heroin chic and uh, jet black hair in a fantastic emo fringe, circa, and a, a nice little Casio watch, circa what two thousand and three. Yeah. Isn't that when, isn't that that when Oodles was into new metal? Not new, new mate. It weren't new metal. <laughs> that were not dark enough for my taste back then. Oh. Yes, yes. What, 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 I'll I'll make sure Stig no, tweets tweet about that, that uh, this episode. <laughs> You've Might not got my consent. Sneak it into some uh, artwork. Oh, say, that's disgusting. Look how fucking... Oh, God, cocaine's bad. Do you know what's, you know what's quite it. funny? It's like, <laughs> just before that emo came in, we were saying about, I like Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, like, obviously the graphics look like shit, but what about, like, the story and the gameplay? Like, that's still good, isn't it? And then Bobby just comes in and shits all over that. <laughs> I've always said it, and I've said it I've said it since we started this, but it's my least favourite one on that on that platform, but everyone adores it. But, Bobby, don't play eight. <laughs> don't do it. No, don't, don't play do it. it. If you've got if you've got problems with yeah, the story in seven, you'll it. fucking hate play, it. Play nine and just ignore the PlayStation, really. Just don't play them once. It, it it's a great game. I love the battle yeah, system in eight. Shit story. It, 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 yeah, the story the story was written by someone eating magic <laughs> mushrooms. It's yeah. Stupid. Um, play six and everyone everyone but, loves six. It's incredible. Best boy Angry Kurt has come in saying, first off, I'm gonna say Mario 64 and Sunshine. I never played through them originally, but I started the recent All-Stars yeah. collection. I found them both to be horrendous to control <laughs> to the point where I actively didn't have any fun playing yeah. with them. I know this will be controversial, but hear me out. You can edit Rocky. this out, can't you, this bit? <laughs> First off, there is a scene where he's trying to hit on Adriana. Adrian. I found this uncomfortable what viewing. What are we talking about? Rocky? Yeah. Yeah. 
It says Adriana. Adriana? Is it Adrian, is it? <laughs> Yo, Adriana! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I haven't seen the Rocky films. Is it Adrian? Adrian. 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 That's fine. Adrian, okay. She's staying here tonight, Adriana. <laughs> Jesus Christ. First off, there is a scene where he's trying to hit on Adrian. I found this uncomfortable view, and as he repeatedly goes after her around the apartment, after she repeatedly says no to him, he even locks yeah. the door to stop her getting out, and is also quite forceful in getting her yeah, to kiss her. And then I also thought of the final fight scene, which is just really poorly done. I'm sure it was due to technical limitations at the time, but it just doesn't look like a fight. The punches aren't landing, and the sound effects of the punches are out of sync. Yo! And then he says, runs away. That, <laughs> that, scene, that scene is, is really... Is, Apart from that is, scene. It's hard to... It got Oscars. It's an Oscar-winning film. <laughs> I, guess, I, I guess it reminds me of, like, Saturday Night, uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yes. Like, everyone talks that film up as, like, this classic of the 70s. Like, yeah, he's, he's a rapist. Yes, rapey. <laughs> yeah, hashtag rapey. Yep. Uh, finishing us off tonight, Debbie Punk saying, uh, "Dear Morgan, atta- Morgan actically, Morgan actically escorted." That, that's a made-up wow. phrase. Just that. Throw words into a thesaurus and just like, yeah, that'll do. <laughs> yeah. Actually, looking up how you would pronounce this, Morganactically. Morganatic. Morganact. Morganactically. What does that I mean? Kind of wrote my tongue around that. Morganactically. Oh, shit! I should have. So confusing. Uh, re- relating to or denoting a marriage in which neither spouse of neither the spouse of lower rank nor any children have any claim to the possessions or title of the spouse of higher rank. That describes us perfectly. <laughs> he contracted a Morganactic marriage with the German-born actress. Okay, so he has been swallowing a dictionary. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Morganactic marriage, sometimes called a left-handed marriage, is a marriage between people of unequal social rank which in the context of royalty or other inherited title prevents the principal's position or privileges being passed to the spouse or any children born of the marriage. Is he, is, he, is, he, is he jabbing at my marriage? <laughs> Left-handed marriage is, I call it a wank. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, wow. <laughs> no, I don't. I'll use my right hand. Ling- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, pal. I use both. <laughs> Okay, linguistic wanking session aside. Um, a short a short and late one for you this week. Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Oh, fuck, he's talking about wanking. Um, a video game where you take the role of everyone's favourite milky skin king of pop pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> you run around various areas. It, it, it gets worse than you run around various areas and beat up hordes of gangsters to break into their cars and steal the children they were trying to hide from you, <laughs> using magical dancing powers that turned you into a wolf or a car or something. That's true. That's exactly what happens. You can even make tarantulas dance on it. It plays so a, weird. It plays a lot like a 2D Yakuza title, but instead of taking these poor children back to the Morning Glory Orphanage as the beautiful, honourable Kazuma oh, Kiryu, holy you are taking kids away to Neverland Ranch for Jesus Juice and Inappropriate <laughs> Touching. God. I know more of it. I know Sega liked to fund a lot of Jackson's behaviour and their arcade <sighs> cabinets were probably used as bait to lure in victims to the I just don't know why they felt the need to make a game chronicling the antics of this monster who wouldn't stop going to and just cut him in. <laughs> This game is aged like milk spiked with brandy to encourage a decent. 
Perhaps of saying opponent skies of Arcadia to other systems, certain punks would be too busy to write some Gmails. <laughs> May I just add, the views of Debbie Punk do not reflect the views of modern escapism. Uh, we are not pro Michael Jackson or uh, uh, against Michael Jackson's estate in any state, shape, or form. Oh. Wow. I have to put disclaimers there, I swear to God. That man's going to kill me one day. Jeez, he's going to get us cancelled. <sighs> yep. Yeah, that's his aim. Why didn't sign that off? Dirty Diana Punk. Oh, oh God. He missed the trick he's there, not wrong, he? though. That, 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 game, that game was scarily like, accurate with what he's just described. <laughs> is it? Wow. Yeah. Like, 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 you can't, yeah. you, can't, you can't just say his opinions don't reflect the podcast and then agree with them. Because I'm reflecting on it now in my head because I remember playing it on Mega Drive thinking, oh, yeah, yeah, this happened. This. And then you, you jumped up and caught a shooting star and you became a, a robot and, and you, you, like kids were hiding in bushes and you used to pull them out of bushes <laughs> and they used to go, thank you, Michael. And I, <laughs> oh, no. oh, my God. <laughs> okay, our views do reflect. <laughs> <laughs> Deadbeat Punk's just wow! I, I can't believe that I, I forgot about that game so much. Oh, yeah, God, it's terrible. So yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the mailbag. Press eight and nonce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I dare put that as the title no, for the no, episode? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, it's such a bad game. Anyway, <laughs> ooh, thank you very much for writing in, everybody, and that hurt. <laughs> Emotionally, to, physically. <laughs> yeah, some great feedback there, guys. Um, have a word with yourselves, please. <laughs> Top that email. Right then, let's get on to the socials and a little sneak peek of what we're doing next week. It's going to be very exciting. I think Biggie's doing it this week. As um, Candy. What, my babas? Fucking hell. I can't deal with this. So, yes. <laughs> Come back, Candy. Come back. <laughs> if you go to modernescapism.co.uk, you'll find all the links to all our socials, contact details, and everything else, including our new merchandise shop. And that looks lovely. Oh, yes. It's a great Ooh, bit of gear yeah. in there. Get your merch in. <laughs> oh no, what's wrong with that? I thought you should get your merch. <laughs> Sell My face is a merch is available. Um if you'd like to watch <laughs> streams <laughs> Candy, come on, please. Please Candy come back. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd like to watch gaming streams, come and watch us at twitch.tv forward slash modern escapism. On Mondays, I die <laughs> far too frequently um, as I play through Dark Souls for the first time. Um, on Wednesdays, Gadget, are you still doing Fallout 4? Absolutely. I'll be dying as often as you do. <laughs> yeah, Welcome to if not Mark. World. And on Thursday, um, I believe Candy's still doing a creature feature and still playing Outlast, I believe. She might be done, depending on where she was at the time of recording. Yeah. Not 100% sure. So, uh, yeah, otherwise she'd be starting a new one, I believe. And then next week, we are very honoured to announce that we have a <gasps> very special guest joining us. The wonderful yes. Helen O'Hara. Film journalist, notably from Empire Magazine, is editor-at-large and podcast and author of Women vs. Hollywood, a new book and podcast. Avid listeners would have spotted that this was originally going to be one of our topics. We've joined forces to bring this special episode next week. 
we will be discussing celebrated women from Hollywood. Yes, I'm very mm. excited to have Helen on the show. Like, yes. How, how have we done this? Like, she's yeah. a proper person. Look, look at us, Mooks. <laughs> I'm a We're doing person. here. Biggie. I'm a journalist. You're a proper person. You've just been dying laughing about Michael Jackson jokes. <laughs> You're not a proper person. Honestly. Let's give her an offer she couldn't refuse. When, we, when, we, when we're going to do this women versus, <clears throat> not women versus, when we're going to do the Women of Hollywood episode, and then literally mm. the next day, Helen tweeted something out about her book and her podcast coming up. And so. And so like, Biggie oh. yeah, asked her about like what her thoughts were, like who would she choose, and then just asked her if she wanted to be on the podcast. So yeah, we decided to. She said yes. So I, I'm, I'm, I've been listening to Helen's and reading, you know, podcast for years and reading her stuff for years. Yep. So I'm, I'm really excited to have her on. Yeah, cannot wait. What, what warning to regular listeners? I'm going to be on my best. Behavior. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm shitting myself. <laughs> He's literally going to be like, like Helen, who are you? I don't know who you are. We might get a nicer uh, intro and everything. I might not be mean to my co-hosts. Uh, it might be a lot nicer. But as, as you all have been aware, I, have, I haven't drank for the past month, but I will be drinking that. <laughs> <laughs> this is a person of renown. And um, we're yeah, not. She's, Helen, no. Helen is brilliant. And I've been listening to her book. Um, for this, yeah, so. ready for the show, and it's it's really yeah, good. I'll be, really I'll be reading it. It's a great book. Mm. So yeah, um, celebration of women in Hollywood. It, it's really good, positive topic as well. We've been wanting to do this for fucking ages. Um, it could be a really special episode. So look forward to that. And then, as always, leave us five star reviews on Apple Podcast. Yes, um, if you don't, we will just ignore you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think we've got one one negative review on there, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Yeah, probably my mum or something like that. I think it's your wife. <laughs> <laughs> will you start recording on Sundays? <laughs> Come to bed. <laughs> I want to go to bed. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, thank you for that, Biggie. Um, we miss Candy. <laughs> But, yeah, it's going to be a great show next week. But for everyone that, that isn't a patron, and why wouldn't you be? It's, it's, it's time to say goodbye and good night. But for everyone else that is patron, we will meet you around the, the back. Fresh milkshakes. For fresh <laughs> milkshakes. <laughs> chunky, chunky milkshakes. You know what, you know what milkshakes is like for, right? It brings everyone to the yard. <laughs> That's not what you get with a biggie bundle. (laughs) (laughs) Good night. Right. I'm ready if you guys are. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Modern Escapism. <laughs> well, you cough for the scorched sheep, don't you? You might as well have the burp in at the beginning of uh, Modern Escapism.